All right, friends. Welcome back to Party XP. I'm Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Lacan. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I've gotten a couple. Uh, I've done a couple things to rearrange my uh, my setup here in my in my place. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that going? Doing pretty good. Uh, I got a couple. You know, just cleaned, organized, reorganized a couple things. I ended up actually getting another shelf uh, for my clothes, and I also got another shelf for my uh, figures here. Yeah. Oh, uh, you so, want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, listeners, I am a big fan of anime. Um, I I buy these uh, anime waifu figures. Uh, uh-huh. Nothing extremely lewd. Just like you know, they're usually pretty. Uh-huh. They're, they're actually pretty cute. I have some from um, from Rent a Girlfriend. I have some from Demon Slayer. Uh, from ReZero. I have one from uh, One Punch Man, and a couple from uh-huh. the Quintessential Quintuplets, and then. And I had, and so I had another shelf in my room where I had more of like my action figures, right? Uh huh. And so I had like a Goku, a Gundam, a Nendoroid from Sora from um from Kingdom Hearts, and I have um, some Tanjiro's from uh, Demon Slayer. And now because I have another shelf in my room, I'm able to put them together, and it's kind of funny just like looking at the shelf, and I have like Goku, a Gundam, and Sora, and then on the underneath it, on the the shelves below it, is just the boxes for the waifu figures. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's just uh-huh. like <laughs> for the for the and for the waifu figures that are on the other shelf next to it. <laughs> so it's just there now. So it's like yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then I, and then behind there, there's the ones in the jar. Right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a full on DJ. I just enjoy cute animated aesthetics. That's that's just my thing. I really right. Well, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, I got some shelves finally for those things. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's funny you, you speak about that being your thing. And you know what my thing is? My thing's pro wrestling. And that's going to be where today's episode takes us. So we spoke recently about, you know, VTubers and how similar they are to pro wrestling and how you really get VTubers, but you don't really understand pro wrestling. And I'm the opposite. So I've been a pro wrestling fan basically my entire life. and. I, for whatever reason, have taken to this thing that makes me miserable, but I really do love it when it's done well. And I don't, I, you know, I, I didn't quite understand the VTubers. I, I understand them on like a an existence level, right? I understand that there are people that don't feel, that maybe don't feel comfortable in their own skin. And so when they are behind this avatar, um, behind the VTuber personality, they do feel more secure and they're able to show their real personality, right? Others just use it as a creative outlet, right? Yeah. Um, as a character that they've designed. And, you know, the more we talked about it, the more I realized that these two things are very similar, right? And we talked about Mace, uh, Brennan Williams, the, the professional wrestler who has a VTuber, who is a VTuber, who has a, a, a virtual avatar, Um, And he even mentioned that these two are very similar. And so I figured since I'm going down the VTuber rabbit hole, why don't you go down some of the pro wrestling rabbit hole and see kind of where I'm coming from. And then the, you know, a lot of our friend group is coming from. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely down for that. So like with pro wrestling, you mentioned you've been like a lifelong fan. I was a fan when I was younger. I, I like that's absolutely a thing that I've watched on a regular. Um, I watched, you know, back in the '90s when it was like WWF still, right at the time. Yes. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. watched WWF. 
Um, I remember I was there for like, you know, the heyday of like The Rock and Stone Cold. And I was a fan of a lot of the older wrestlers. Like, uh, I mean, Shawn Michaels, I feel like it's transcended a couple generations, right? Of, of like, yeah. Of, yeah. Um, I was a big fan of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Ravishing Rick Rude. You know, like, like I, I, I know a couple, I know a bunch of the names, especially the older generations and like, you right. know, that, like not late 90s, early 2000s gen. And then I think I personally stopped watching when I started wrestling myself and not, not pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I started doing uh, like a middle, I started wrestling in middle school, like, you know, like collegiate style wrestling. Lacan, well, please cut in the South Park meme, like the 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 wrestling guy from South Park. It's like real wrestling, real wrestling. It's in the Olympics. Yeah, I'll 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 have to add that in. I'll find it. Thank you. <laughs> That's not wrestling, dude. That's fucking gay. Yeah, what are you, a child molester? Where's all the cool costumes and jumping off ropes and stuff? Oh, not this again. Let me guess. You just went to that stupid WWE show in Denver last night. Yeah. Oh, the WWE is not wrestling. That's a bunch of fake bullcrap. But yeah, like I think that's when I started doing that. That's when I stopped watching pro wrestling. And I think there was also like a little bit of a stigma around it when we were growing up where it was like, oh, you still watch pro wrestling? There was a little bit of that, I feel like, right. when we were growing up. And kind of, it was just funny because like it's a lot, there's like a lot of things in general, right? Like, oh, you still play video games? No, we're like doing like, you know, we're, we're in high school. We, we, we drive cars and talk to girls now. And... I still don't do Implying either. you can't do all three of those things. Exactly. But yeah. I digress. Like, or like, even like, another perfect example for me anyway is like Pokemon, right? Everyone's yep. like, oh, like in middle school, high school, like, oh, you still play, you still play Pokemon? And then once we got to college, like everyone is back into Pokemon. Yeah. Like all of our friends who we, we never knew, ended, who we knew were jocks, we, you know, which is funny. Like we know friends who are jocks or like, you know, kind of like, you know, you, you wouldn't assume them to be like, you know, to be like nerds about this, but they're like, oh yeah, like I got, the, I got the new Pokemon diamond. I'm like, what? You? So it's like the same thing here. It's like, okay, like a little bit of like, oh, you know, I used to watch pro wrestling and then like, you know, and then like in high school and, and college and then in, to this day, it's like, you know, we have friends who like, you guys are obviously fans of it. And then I find out other friends, you know, in other friend groups are like, oh yeah, I still watch wrestling. And I'm just like, what? Like, since, oh, yeah. since when? I'm like, you wrestling's know. Wrestling's cool now, don't you know? Yeah, I guess. Wrestling's Apparently, cool again, I should say. I mean, like, I know, I know a little bit of like, I see people, um, one thing that I uh, actually, you know, short tangent here, but like, you know, that Bullet Club shirt? Yes, I know. I own one. So I didn't know that was related to a wrestling organization. I uh-huh. thought that was like a Supreme type of deal. You know what I mean? Like the nope. anti social social club. I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't realize nope. it was actually a wrestling thing. Bullet Club is basically like the coolest, the new NWO, right? The new DX. They're the new cool faction that everybody wants. Well, you know, it's been a little while since they've been like the one that everybody wanted to be a part of. They're still around. The merch is still cool. But for a time there, um, Bullet Club was like the like like I said, the NWO, the DX of this generation, where they were the cool group that everybody wanted to be a part of. They had the top guys from across the, the globe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where guys you may see us talk about like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, um, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, uh, the former 
Prince Devitt, who is now Finn Balor, you might see. Um, AJ Styles is a guy we talk about quite I've, often. I've heard that name. I've heard that yeah, one anyway. So he's he's been somebody that we um that we talk about quite a bit. Um yeah, so basically Bullet Club was like the new cool group back in the mid 2010s and they they kind of um broke off a lot of the guys kind of broke off and that's what all elite wrestling kind of turned into um were a few of those guys breaking off from new japan pro wrestling forming their own company and going their own road basically mm, okay so aew because uh, so like oh I'm, I'm, again i'm gonna try to relate back to younger days for me so right. back in the day it was wwf and wcw right they were separate Correct. And then there was, like, the TakeOver. I think that was, like, a storyline, right? Right. Well, WWF bought WCW okay, because so, WCW was going bankrupt. Okay. So th- so that th- those were the two, quote-unquote, competing, like, organizations, right? Okay. Here, so, here's how, so, here, here's n- what it is. Okay. Imagine Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall left the NWO and started— Well, okay. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall— Kevin Nash and like, do WCW guys make sense to you? I'm sorry, I I was a WCW kid growing. I up. know I remember some of these names. Like I like, okay. like again, if it's old, if it's older, like 90s, early 2000s, I can remember some of these names. Uh, like, um, you lose me once it gets to like the mid 2000s. Right, right, right. Okay, so let's do it this way then. Let's use WWF guys. Okay, Shawn Michaels, okay. Triple H, okay, um, and like the new age outlaws okay started their own company got it basically so a couple of guys from this group left started their own company and now that company is the new top alternative to wwe programming got it okay gotcha gotcha mm mm-hmm so, and so, so so aew is the compete is currently the main competitor to wwe yeah. Now, right, I okay. mean, it, look. Let's let's be honest. It's still a long way away from being WWE, but it it is the most prominent alternative program that's readily available to American audiences. Um, you still have New Japan, which is definitely a strong competitor. I mean, New Japan is New Japan is basically like the pro wrestling fans, pro wrestling company. That that's where you get a lot of these like six and seven star matches on a scale of five that these, you know, pro wrestling writers talk about. What? Um, I know it's, it's a weird thing. And that that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down, but just know that people really take to the Japanese style, the, the strong style of pro wrestling. And so you might see people revere this style of wrestling even though it's not for everyone okay well like what's but so what's so the, what's the sort of difference between strong strong style what's what, what so what yeah so so strong style is kind of a a slower paced more impactful like they'll actually hit each other they will actually punch slap chop um one of the nastiest things i've ever heard in my life is somebody straight up headbutting another person mm, and okay. you hear the impact of the skulls hitting oh damn okay and i i like had to 
swallow because it was like nauseating to mm, hear that okay. thud. Um, however, what makes New Japan sort of on the outskirts and still kind of niche in the U.S. is that it's very difficult to watch it. You watch it basically on tape delay on Access TV. And hmm. the, so basically, like, if something airs, something aired on, on a Friday, mm -hmm. the actual event took place two weeks ago. So if you stream the program live, you're two weeks ahead, basically, of the access feed or, or however many weeks it is. And what you'll realize is that, like, tape delay programming, especially with, like, wrestling with spoilers and all that, mm -hmm. it's tough to kind of, you know, like... Stay out of it. If, like, it's, hard, it's hard to avoid things, basically. In right, it's hard to avoid things, and it's, it's hard to get immersed when you know that, like, this is old news already. Got right? it, okay. So that, that's kind of what makes New Japan a little <clears throat> difficult. Um, same thing with Impact Wrestling, which was formerly TNA. Uh, that used to be the top alternative to wwe programming in the basically in the ashes of wcw rose tna and it served as a sort of high in octane alternative to wwe um but it's also very difficult to find these days it's on i believe it's also on access tv because the parent company of impact wrestling owns access tv so they basically just air it on there for free yeah oh, okay okay they do. where does aew fall into this whole thing and that that's another organization right that's yeah familiar. so aew like i said is is from kenny omega the young bucks and cody oh, rhodes okay. got it okay uh leaving new japan starting their own basically how it started was it started with its own pay-per-view called all out okay or all in it's one of them and then um AEW came from that and now AEW is the main competitor like alternative right because it has the best TV deal it's on TBS and TNT okay so because it's available on TV for everybody else to watch it's it, it's one of those things where it's popular because of the fact that you can actually get it without having to jump through a bunch of whole uh, you know like right hoops correct to get to it. okay so I don't have to buy New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong I don't have to buy Impact Plus I don't have to have access TV. I don't have to watch these on tape delay. I can just watch it. Um, I can just watch it on cable television. And that's what makes this thing. That, that That's what makes it probably better than the others, I'd say, as far as a comp competitor to WWE is concerned, mm -hmm. is that it's more readily available. Gotcha. I mean, WWE is going to always be more readily available. Number one, because it's on Fox on friday nights so okay. like any yeah. any any schmo sense. with a right any schmo with a satellite dish a cable box an antenna can watch wwe programming also it's on usa network which probably has a bigger footprint in television than even turner stations so like you can find wwe wherever right yeah yeah so and also, WWE's been around for like 50 years, so you have to factor that in, too. Okay. AEW started in, what, 20... 2019? 2020? Oh, so, oh, wow, so it's super young. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Gotcha, no, gotcha. This has not been around very long but at all. But considering it's still, young, it's still a very, very young company, then the fact that it's still, like, the most readily available competitor is already, like, a big sign. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you partner with a multi-billionaire who's the son of a multi-multi-billionaire. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so Tony Khan <clears throat> is the money, basically, behind All Elite Wrestling. Um, lifelong wrestling fan with a ton of money because his father Shad Khan is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Fulham FC and the Premier League. Oh, he also owns okay. a a travel uh automotive co- automotive company. Okay, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. He, yeah. Okay. Damn. So so, uh, so damn. I, I, every time you see every time I see like a Khan thing, I also only I I know a little bit about Japanese wrestling. Um Right. Uh, the shoot shoot style, I guess. Strong style. Strong style, whatever it's called. No, shoot, no, shoot style is an actual fighting style. Okay, right. so so uh, strong style is like um, I know the great Ocon. I don't know if you ever heard that guy's that name. Probably, so, I've heard. I it sounds familiar. So he's a Japanese wrestler. Um, and the only reason why I know about him, I'm gonna go ahead and reach back a little bit here. He is a huge fan, a mega fan of one of the VTubers that I watch. Oh, uh, see. <laughs> and he literally yells her like one of her like quote unquote catchphrases. Before he does his special move. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's so, a New Japan guy. Okay, okay, yeah. So the Great Ocon, and also uh, I saw he was in the news recently because uh, he actually stopped like a little girl from getting abducted in Japan recently. And I was like, "Yo, this guy, I like, I know a little bit about this guy because you know I know of the VTuber that he watches, and I'm also a fan yeah. of that VTuber." And then like it was like in the news, they talked about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Okay, so so cool to see him like a little bit outside of his um his regular element, I guess. And it's right. funny because apparently after he uh, rescued that little girl, he like sat down with her and ate pancakes with her, and you know while waiting for the police. Oh yeah, and I was like, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> that's the fun. New Japan guys are great. I um I, I wish New Japan was easier to watch. Mm. That that like it was it, it's such a good product, and I really wish it was. I really wish they had a better TV deal because it, it's a really great product. So. And then I know a little bit. I've seen some of like the clips of the absurdity of New Japan stuff, and it's cool to see. Uh, but it's just like again, I, I just don't. I guess I just don't get it. You know, again, again, because right. it was weird. Like right? it's one of those things where like I, I'll watch it. I've watched. I watched one of the WrestleManias with you guys recently. Like we were all in the right. room. Like we were all in the room together watching it, and I'm like, I I was like hyped during the match, and then I like immediately my brain shut off during like the talking bits. Right. Because I, so I, the good news is. Get is that DDT is the absurd pro wrestling. That's the, you know, that's Kenny wrestling, Kenny Omega wrestling the little girl. Oh, yeah, that's, I remember that one. I, I think Kenny Omega also wrestling the blow-up doll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, I've seen, that, I've seen clips of that with the absurdity stuff of that. Yeah, yeah that, that's where a lot of that crazy stuff. Um, New Japan kind of takes itself a little more seriously. Okay, gotcha. But gotcha. I, think, I think there are funny things like that yeah i think it could be like a cultural difference and i'm I'm sure i'm sure there's a bunch of cultural differences in terms of like just the performance aspect of it i guess right oh yeah yeah no so it's it's uh here it is yoshihiko is the blow-up doll that wrestles for ddt um yeah so that's a thing um (laughs) but it, it, it just it's all absurdity so you know like the you know ddt has a blow-up doll um aw has a guy who is a dinosaur and is kayfabe a dinosaur named luchasaurus um 
WWE had a guy, funny enough, also with a dinosaur gimmick called the Funkasaurus, Brodus Clay, who used to dance his way down to the ring. There was a pimp named the Godfather. Uh, there was a hockey player named the Goon who wrestled in skates with the blades removed. So you can imagine how that went. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that sounds that sounds dangerous, even regardless of... Wrestling is just hand-in-hand hand with absurdity because <clears throat> it's basically a carny circus act. Gotcha. Okay. Man, it's, it, it's, it's, again, it's a weird subject for me because, again, like on one part, I do understand it, and on the other part, I don't, right? right. And I relate myself personally more to actual combat is that is that offensive Co- actual combat sports that's probably offensive because uh, i mean this is well, this is real stuff like true. all the slams are real oh, yeah yeah, jumping uh, yeah, like, yeah getting you know, uh, what, who's the who's the chick who got kicked in the face during that the wrestlemania we watched like Ooh, what, uh, the girl jumped off the top turnbuckle and then like she like i think i guess she was supposed to like it was supposed to be like a catch right but her, the chick's heel went into the girl's eye and basically gave her like the meanest shiner afterwards oh yeah it was one of the women's matches i don't remember what well yeah the guy when we were watching and, 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 rick boogs tore his quad in the middle of the match yeah and somebody tore their peck right and they, I mean, they were like super bruised like the like yeah for the next that was thing. cody oh there we go yeah. yeah so like i i, I know it's real yeah like i i understand that like obviously the punishment they're going under is real but i guess like for me it's because i watch like you know like uh thai kickboxing and like ufc and one and like pride fighting championship right you know I mean? so, so combat like, it, sports that are not predetermined yes yeah so like i guess that might be part of the disconnect for me it might be it. and it's just like yeah like when the story starts happening for some reason i just i, I just turn out i just tune out for it mm-hmm. but again I, I enjoy like the performance aspect of it there's just something there that's not letting this pass through my one track you know mind basically right you know what i mean because i i think you're looking because basically what we're watching is we're watching a scripted fictional event with live action combat as the catalyst for the story so when you watch a, a television show or you watch a movie um you know th- they have takes right yeah so you know everything is scripted down to the T where you're watching, you know, Jason Statham fight a bunch of guys um, that could have been, you know, multiple takes here. Everything happened while the, while the end result is predetermined, the journey there can always have unscripted or, um, you know, unplanned moments. Mm. And, I'm just trying to think like, so, so for me, the fun of it is the story, the elements okay. of it, so right? The story, the, 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 part, the part that I don't care about. <laughs> right. I guess so. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay. Right. Well, I'm going so to make an attempt. Don't worry. I'm going to make an attempt. I'm just like, I'm just, as of right now, the part that I tune out is the part that you really, really enjoy. Okay. Right. No, for me, it's all about weaving a great narrative mm-hmm. with a great payoff at the end. And, you know, you hear that talk, we, you hear us talk about that a lot um, when it comes to the way, like the booking decisions that happen within the company where sometimes you get frustrated because uh, you want to see the, the bad guy get the comeuppance, right? The, the things they deserve. You want to see the fan favorite win and sometimes they don't give it to you 
when you're ready for it. Sometimes they make you wait a little further. Um, but that's that's also part of the fun of it. Mm. Um, it's also kind of fun seeing how they get to the point where you kind of know they're going to. And I think I, I think what's tough for you with this is that there's never there's not really a story behind combat sports. You don't normally have a television show plot for the lack of look for let's be honest with ourselves. There's never really a soap opera plot in combat sports, right? Yeah, like that's why like the storylines have to be kind of like incent like incentivized or like you know kind of uh explained i guess by the people who like actively watch it you know what i mean like oh well this guy lost his championship so he's been training fighting two other you know two people to get back into proper comp- competition shape and then that's when they can make a shot again at the championship run you know what i mean so like right and also in- by somebody who has to be really really in it to like yeah. okay now i understand that's why he wasn't able to just go for a call for a rematch you know what i mean because there's another guy who's coming up and coming who has, you know, who, like, because he's taken on all comers and beaten everybody, like, he deserves a shot at the title as well, even though there's a previous champion also trying to vie for that same title. Right, but that's not even, that's not the most difficult thing to understand. Yeah. What what gets screwy is, like, oh, the corrupt commissioner or the corrupt authority figure has screwed this person out of a match. The corrupt champion won't fight. Because in UFC and boxing, it's pretty standard. You fight the number one contender at all times it, in wrestling. It you of, can yeah. screw around a little bit. Well, yeah, I know, but you can screw, you screw around and you say, Oh, well, I'm not going to fight the number one contender because I said so. And it doesn't really work like that in traditional combat sports. Yeah. You so just take, I, just take, I, the, take the biggest competitor at the time and go for it. If the person's not trying to, right. Or is willing to take that chance on any fight he takes, you know, unlike, you know, you know, <clears throat> Mayweather. Um, but uh, uh-huh. sorry, sorry, something in my throat. Um, but yeah, so like um, the idea, I guess, is like, I like that idea of like, okay, for a story, you don't give the person who lost a title or deserves a title right away the chance to go for it. I like the idea so that for a bigger payoff later. I like that right. idea. I think maybe because I'm out of it for so long that I can't, I just too much like lore or backstory that I, maybe I also don't understand. That's another thing too, especially when you have things and, and AEW does this a lot, even though that's kind of the show that I watch the most. Um, but they do kind of make it so that you have to watch dynamite. You have to watch rampage, which is the show that takes place for an hour on Friday nights. You sometimes have to watch the YouTube shows that take place on Monday and Tuesday. Sometimes you have to watch the vlogs of the competitors (laughs) because there's relevant canonical lore information within things like being the elite, which is a web series that the young bucks have put out for the last like five years. Um, and if you didn't watch Being the Elite, you wouldn't know that the Young Bucks and their former tag team partner have kind of been sh- slowly but surely gravitating back towards each other. And that that gets tough mm, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. The nice thing about WWE up until recently is that they had a short-term memory because the guy in charge, Vince McMahon, 
made sure that everybody had a short-term memory. Nobody brought up things from the past. Mm. Everything was just kind of forward-focused. Now, with his son-in-law, Triple H, a former wrestler, who you'll see this week, um, taking over, you're going to get a lot more of the callbacks. You're going to get a callback from a match. You may get a callback from a match from 2015. You may get a, you know, a, a, a reference to wrestlers time in a different company so right this is more like of an overarching kind of storyline than basically at this point correct or like a shift towards it anyway okay it, sound, it sounds like at this point it's like a like it's like an avengers movie where they're talking they're referencing all the other previous marvel movies you yeah know what i mean oh yeah especially especially aw has a has a bad habit of doing that but i will say that the announced team specifically excalibur who's one of like the the announcers Mm-hmm. does a good job of trying to keep you informed of everything and provide as much context as possible. But there's only so much that a, a normal wrestling fan, like I don't, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't watch the, the YouTube shows. I barely watch rampage. I only watch rampage when like wrestlers that I'm big a fans fan of, of okay, are, yeah, yeah. are performing. Okay. Usually I just look at the, the spoilers and, and move on. Right. Yeah. Like watch, like um, a, watch like a clip or something, just explain what happened and move. Exactly. Forward. Or okay, I gotcha. just look at it on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. How I watch most of wrestling these days <laughs> is just through clips online. Okay, um, so, but hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> no. Yeah. I, I, I think you'll have some fun with this. I think just don't take it seriously. Is uh, basically yeah, don't don't I'll, try to I'll think try about best. I'll try my best. Yeah. Don't think about every little thing <laughs> that goes into pro wrestling. Don't micro look at it under a microscope like us, because then it just gets miserable and then you spend three hours arguing about semantics and storyline devices with your friends in a Facebook chat. Yeah. And you know ne- you don't even enjoy what you're watching anymore. It just it, it, it's funny, right? Because for our group and like you have said this before above has said this before where um like the biggest wrestling fans are also like the biggest haters of wrestling oh yeah or, like the people who hate it the most are the biggest fans which- professional wrestling is is heroin because it makes you feel like shit all the time until you get the high and then it makes you feel better than anything else on the planet mm, okay gotcha. so like getting to watch the the great main event heavyweight title match that has the ending that you want like okay so good example so when one of my all-time like one of my favorites adam page hangman page want finally beat kenny omega one of my other favorites for the aw title i was happy for like three days Mm. (laughs) sounds kind of stupid but i was i was so happy that we finally got the payoff that we all wanted for multiple months and after it had been taken away from us multiple times as well because again of like storyline and plot devices yeah yeah okay when you finally get what you want and you finally like 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 heroin right it's it's, it's like the payoff is so insane at that moment that it feels so like it it genuinely changes your mood and like makes you yeah. feel ecstatic because of it. Okay. okay. Yeah, but then every Wednesday night, I'm like, God, this sucks. <laughs> gotcha. And okay. then every Saturday, I'm like, oh, f- this sucks. Ooh, okay. Um, well, yeah. well, you're, you're so you're saying Wednesday, Saturday, Friday, I gotta watch a vlog. How how am I supposed to con- consume this? <laughs> okay. I guess no. the same question essentially you had for the VTuber uh, episode. How, how, do you am, consume how this? am I supposed to consume this? Because it seems like there's a lot going on. <laughs> 
You don't. You don't. Who cares? Um, so basically, <laughs> so what's your plan? I guess, so, okay, so I guess if I, I'm not going to assume all of it. What's your plan for helping me try to get into this? Right. All you're going to do, you're going to watch two of the weekly programs. Okay. And you're going to watch two pay-per-views. I'm going to give you a retro pay-per-view that was basically the catalyst into my love for professional wrestling. So, okay. So from the start, you're going to watch Monday Night Raw. This, this, week, this week's Monday Night Raw. This week's Monday Night Raw. Okay. Um, you'll watch AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Okay, so that's two different companies already. Right. Okay. Just to see the difference between sports entertainment, which okay. is what WWE is, the highly produced um, storyline. Kind of feels more kind of like, like a, it kind of feels more like a television show. Okay. Gotcha. About professional wrestling okay. versus a professional wrestling program. AEW is kind of a, it, it's basically more of a professional wrestling program. Got it. Okay. Um, there, there is definitely a different feel to both shows, but I, I enjoy both shows. Okay, gotcha. So, so they're they're the same thing, but with different focuses, essentially in their yeah. production. Oh yeah, gotcha. And okay. You will be able to see the difference. Got it. Okay, for okay. sure. Especially you, as somebody who I think understands production and like uh, you know, putting on a live show, mm-hmm. you'll definitely be able to discover the difference between the two. And I'm interested to see how you feel about it. Okay. Um, then for the two pay-per-view events, I mean, these are, these are kind of short. You can honestly, eh, you should probably watch all of them. The whole thing. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you could probably watch everything. I mean, you can, you might be able to skip one or two Fights matches or whatever. Okay. Just don't, don't skip the last couple. Got Basically it. you can, yeah, you can kind of like fast forward through the first couple of matches. There'll be a couple of that you're interested in. Okay. But so the, the pay-per-view I'm going to give you is WrestleMania 14. Mm. Um, and so this is the basically the start of the Attitude Era, which was the most popular time for professional wrestling in the mid '90s. So the the selling point of this match is a match between Stone Cold Steve Austin, again at the time a up and coming guy who was sort of looking for that first shot at the very top of the card. He had been sort of in the mid card, right, like like a middle of the road wrestler. Yeah, and this was sort of his ascent to that whole Austin 316, the bald head, okay. the black trunks, the, you know, the Texas tattoo on the ankle. The jorts. And yeah, this is kind of like in between. Yeah, so like his his quote-unquote casual wear was the jorts and the, the black t-shirt, um, but the wrestling gear is the black trunks okay, with the, the black boots. Okay, gotcha, black. gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Cool. And this is where he wrestles Shawn Michaels. Uh, oh, who okay. represents kind of the old guard, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was a huge fan of Shawn Michaels. I just like, enjoyed his uh, his uh, finish. Was it a finishing move? I guess or his signature, whatever. What, yeah, what, the signature music. Yeah, so he, oh yeah, it's just a kick to the face. Um, um, yeah. I I always appreciated that even as a kid. Even yeah. even now to this day, I watch like a replay. It's like it's just a dude getting a heel to the chin. It's just it's a funny. Yep. It's funny, but it's enjoyable for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's he's one of my all time favorites too. I love him, and I, I think he's he's incredible. And this match is, this is like the match. Uh, Also, by the way, Mike Tyson will serve as the special guest enforcer in this match. What? Yeah, that's another thing that kind of makes wrestling a little wonky. I feel like I should have remembered this. I feel like I should have remembered this. I feel like once you you Google and you see the poster, you'll remember this. Okay. Because this is an iconic poster. It's got Austin. It's got Tyson. It's got Michaels on it. Um, there's also a lot of other really good matches on here. Uh, you'll get an Undertaker match. You're going to get a match as with The Rock and Ken Shamrock, which is which is 
cool. I don't think the match is all that great, but you get to see them in the ring together. So that's yeah, like cool. younger, younger Rock, younger mm-hmm. uh, Shamrock. You get to see okay. Triple H. You get to see Owen Hart, who passes away, uh, I, I think, a little bit after this. So, um, thank that, you, that's thank, th- thank you for clarifying because it is. I, I have been yelled at multiple times in our chat for forgetting which Hart is the. Uh, the one who had passed. The one who's not with us. Yes, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you guys yell at me every time I forget which one's which. Shit, yeah. Like, basically, a year after this is when Owen Hart passes away. Oh, so. wow, okay. So this, like, this is, like, a big moment, I guess, in terms of, like, the history of Owen Hart, I guess. This might be his last WrestleMania pay-per-view Is it? Match. Okay. I'm gonna look and see here. Um... No, 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 no. This is his second to last, but this is still a good showing from him. Okay. You get to see Triple H. <clears throat> Uh, you'll also get to see the uh, the Road Warriors, which is pretty cool. One of like a an old school team. So I, I think you'll have some fun with that. I also I don't know what the the four like the other pay per view I'm going to give you is yet. Okay, I'm just going to be fully transparent. But we'll talk about it a little more during our our next meeting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and uh, so we'll give ourselves a little bit of time for me to get through all this content. Yeah, I mean, you know, because WrestleMania like is a couple hours, if I remember correctly, right? They're, they all were. Well, okay. Now that it's no long, now you know, now it's a two-hour, two-day event. I mean, yeah. now it's like yeah, a, yeah. I, I remember, it, I remember when we huge. when we got together for it. It was like, okay, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Or you guys were like, we'll see some of y'all tomorrow, and I'm like, what? And then I walked. I you know, I left. I left the the gathering. And then, like you, somebody mentioned it, and I was like, "Wait, it's still happening." And then you, you guys had to explain that it's there's another day of content for you guys to consume, basically. And I right. was like, "What yeah, the no. hell is happening so here?" It's, it's not the old WrestleManias weren't as much of events. So basically, the the entire card for this event totals to about eighty six minutes. Um, and that's just matches. So you figure this is going to be basically a two hour event with. Um, transitions and promo story packages and some story like going on. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So basically, this one's going to be probably about two hours. Okay, yeah, I, I can get through. I can do that then. How long are the episodes on TV? So Raw is three hours. I'm not going to make you watch all three hours. That's Thank stupid. you. Nobody Thank watches you. all three hours. Okay. Basically, what I my rule with WWE is you watch the first half hour, you watch the last half hour, and you try to stick around for any other matches you're interested in in, in the middle. Gotcha. But basically, okay. you just kind of skip through everything until you uh, you get to something good. Uh, AEW is two hours. I generally follow the same formula. I watch the first half hour. I watched the last half hour and I kind of pay attention in, be- in here and there with uh, the stuff in between. Uh, mm-hmm. The women always go on at nine thirty, so if you if you want to watch, go ahead. If not, it's a nice time to go to the bathroom. Okay, gotcha. And get a snack. <laughs> but um, that that's the thing, yeah. And then, like I said, with WrestleMania, you could probably fast forward through a bunch. Um, but definitely make sure you watch all of Stone Cold and. Shawn Michaels like that's that's the match that basically turned me into a wrestling fan word okay so I, I guess for, I guess in regards to the event the WrestleManias I guess um I'm get I'm like we'll see how I feel on those days that I actually finally get around to watching them I guess write to me like a note I guess in our in our chat in uh in, like, in, our, in our specific chat so on which ones I should probably focus on to, to at least to make sure I make sure I don't remind me I don't skip these ones I guess you know what I mean 
Oh yeah, just watch Stone Cold. Basically, as long as you watch Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, like you're you're good. Okay, um, the Undertaker sure. match, I think, is always good. Taker's always a good time. Yeah, I was a big fan of the Undertaker when I was when um, I was younger. Triple H and Owen Hart's probably a good match. I mean, okay. that goes on for almost twelve minutes, so that that's got to be pretty good. Um, it looks like there's a mixed tag between Mark Merrow and Sable versus Goldust and Luna Vachon. You can Goldust is great. Goldust is Dustin Rhodes. He's the son of Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, mm-hmm. and the brother of Cody Rhodes, who we we mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldust was the uh, guy with the gold suit, right? He like painted oh, yeah, his face the gold really, too, right? The flamboyant, yeah, androgynous yeah. guy in the suit. Yeah, I remember fantastic. that. I remember his whole shtick. I was all about it. Yeah, I remember like, yeah, no, when I was younger. He, he's really wonderful. Like I, I love him. He's so good. Uh, so that might be something. See, see what you do. Like, like, see what you see what you're into. Like, watch, watch for a few minutes. If you're not really feeling it, skip ahead a little bit. If you're still not feeling it, then just skip the match. But okay. A lot of this stuff is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, again, like, there, there's a bit of this that I do already like appreciate, right? The athleticism right. and the performance aspect of it. It's just, I, I guess, it's just the next, the next step for me is is actually like not overanalyzing it, as you said. Don't, don't try to micro you know, analyze every little thing that I see. Right, exactly. And and don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, it's all just carny bullshit. Got it. Got it. <laughs> don't ever forget that. It's all just carny bullshit. It, it, it's a show. It's a show. Got it. It is. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Okay. I'll try I'll try my best. Again, I'll try I'll try to get myself out of my like fighting sport brain and try to just you know just en- pretend enjoy. you're watching a television show. Okay. Yeah that, that might that might that might actually might be like the best tip that I've heard in a while on how to watch wrestling. Yep, that's it. Word. All right, so next time you hear from us, it'll be about a week or two from this recording, and Lacan will have gleaned quite a bit about professional wrestling. So oh, yeah. we will see you then. I Ding. am. Oh, yeah, I'm the cream with the crop. And the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, it's been two weeks. Lacan, what did you think about pro wrestling in 2022? Oh. Oh man. Okay. Okay. L- let me let me start off. I guess with how I got into how you had me go into this. Okay. Um. So yep. you had me watch um, uh, episode of Monday Night Raw episode. Yeah. 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 Episode of Monday Night Raw. Right. Um, which was cool. I guess. Um, for the most part, like I I watched it, and a bunch of people who I'm like I have no idea who any of these people are. That's perfectly fine. I I understandable. I guess on my end because I haven't watched and kept up in a while. And I've like heard some of the names, but like because you guys mentioned them, and then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know who I should care about. I don't know who's important in the storyline of WWE right now, right? So I was like, okay, I'll just watch whatever. And you told me like before, like if I find it interesting, watch it. If I don't, just start moving through. You know what I mean? Just skip, skip ahead right. to the next fight or whatever. Yeah, and I think this is an issue with me as well. Where it's like, if I don't know what's important to the story, I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read or watch everything because I'm assuming everything's gonna be important. That that's a, that's a me issue. But right. I watched, uh, so let me see, I'm just gonna go in order, I guess, of that, that night, right? Again, this was two weeks ago, right? Two, three weeks ago? Right, two Mondays ago, yeah. so this is so, the... So this is the one with Rey Mysterio and the trio of people, what, Judgment Day? Yes, Yeah. this is the August 22nd edition. Okay, so, uh, I have no idea who Judgment Day is. Uh, they, they do a pretty good job of, like, doing, like, the quick essential flashbacks of, like, what happened mm-hmm. last week. You know what I mean? I saw him and his uh, son get beat up. They were, like, dragging yes. him around. Okay, that's his son. 
Um, I, yeah, I think I knew a little bit about that because I've watched like WrestleMania with you guys and seen yes. him and his son compete, uh, compete and perform together. Basically, all I could think about was during this fight was I don't know who these people are. I also don't know who Edge is, and I don't know why he has a long-standing feud with Judgment Day. But is he a friend with the Rey Mysterio? And then, like, basically, it's a lot of this stuff trying to, like, you know, piece together things in my mind. Right. And then, uh, like, he wouldn't hit the chick in the group, but everyone else is smacking him down. And then I saw a metal chair come out, and then the, the, the neurons activated in my brain. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, metal chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, let's go. And then, like, after that happened, I was like, okay, cool. That I don't, I have still have no idea what's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, um, I kind of assume that Rey Mysterio is the good guy, and the other two, the other group are heels, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, cool. that is just, just, I'm gonna assume since Rey Mysterio has been an old, old time favorite of many, uh, it's like again, I'm kind of also kind of dropping in and you know here, so it's like it's hard for me to catch up and kind of understand where things are going on. So skip along. You know, there's a tag team women's match. Um, and then I also realized at this point there's a lot of cuts, a lot of cuts, and like. Com- commercial breaks in the middle of matches which throws me off and then like clips and highlights from last week's event and teasers for next week's event kind of deal mm-hmm. and it felt like i don't know i mean it could be just like um an industry thing right where like you know they're they're on tv they have to worry about all this stuff like ads and promotions and commercials and it's just like man like i've i felt like i've seen youtube videos with better editing you probably have yeah and <laughs> <laughs> I, I i thought i was like am i being too hard on this you know what i mean because like again, no, i'm not a really no, not. fan of this and i'm just like i don't know man it feels like there's like they're ruining the flow of everything that i'm watching uh-huh and i'm like getting actually aggravated I, I, I like you know only like 20 minutes into this whole thing and it's what three hours for an episode mm-hmm. and i'm like i had like five pee breaks in 20 minutes i'm like okay sure i'm gonna go get i'm gonna go get like some you know i have a sandwich in the fridge i'm gonna go grab that i guess and it's a commercial now why not even though i dvr'd it you know what i mean right I like i could just keep skipping through but i was like yeah well i'll go to, i'm gonna move along yeah man it's like the biggest thing the the first my first like main opinion on this whole thing was like they do a decent job of trying to like uh expand on last week's thing and create storylines and kind of lead into storylines for the, for upcoming stuff but because of the way that everything is cut and edited it feels like i have adhd and i can't keep up and can't keep track uh-huh. of everything and it bothers me so much and that's coming from uh-huh. a guy who watches a lot of youtube who does and you know a lot of the channels that i watch do these like high amount of like cuts and editing you know what i mean like i watch like unga bunga zoomer content sometimes i do mm-hmm. and it's like and I, f- I feel like i have a better job i do I have a better experience following those than following a professional production like wwe yeah so go ahead when we're done go ahead and look up on your social media platform of choice probably twitter would be the best go look up the name kevin dunn and see what people say about him kevin dunn, uh, in okay. the context of wwe yeah let me make a let me make a note real quick right now that's so i can look up kevin dunn one second kevin. Mm-hmm. d-u-n-n i'm assuming d-u-n-n yeah okay, so kevin Hi. dunn is the head of wwe production and nobody likes him hmm Okay. He is a he is a controversial figure. Let's just say that. Gotcha. Was he a former wrestler or was he like no just a person no. who was always on the production end of this of this whole thing? Uh, Kevin Dunn's dad saved a lot of WWE footage from a fire, and Vince McMahon said that his son would have a job for life, and he meant it. Mm, oh okay so basically 
he is not a person who's actually meant to have this job. He's he literally here because of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah, there it goes. This, this, uh-huh. this is like basically nepotism, full on nepotism, nepotism hire. Yeah, because like I don't like if he's the head of production here, he yeah he does not belong there. There is just so much that like genuinely took me out of the experience. Of, again, I'm trying to be open. I used to like wrestling. I felt I've fallen out of it, and I'm trying to like I'm just, I just want to know what it is about this that you guys enjoy so much. And mm-hmm. I'm finding it very hard to enjoy like the regular production, like just the regular you know, just an episode basically. Like my brain hurt. It was it was genuinely exhausting for me to try to get through three hours of this. And I was skipping around. Like, it was like, what the hell's happening? I can't track anything here. So I'm like, I'm confused on how you guys, like, you know, try to try to consume this content in the first place. Because like it's from you from you guys, you know, you guys, you know, enjoy and like love hate relationship with wrestling. Right. Yeah. And when you guys oh, yeah. talk about it so much, I'm like, where did you remember this? Because I can't remember a goddamn thing that I watched. And it was like, you know, again, like I watched three hours. I shortened it down to like an hour and a half. Just like, you know, skipping through shit and skipping the commercial breaks and man like it was just like i don't know how you guys track anything that happens here i'm I'm assuming you guys are just picking your favorite uh like your favorite uh personalities right and just follow them basically right pretty much and i mean also we've been watching it for a long time so a lot of the jarring camera cuts aren't quite as jarring to us since we kind of know they're coming and you know like you said there's also websites that report all of this stuff so Generally, how I consume raw, and I don't know how much more in terms of notes you have for raw. I basically put notes down for every match that I that I watched. Okay. And but like I don't need to hit every one of these. A lot of these are just like mostly me complaining about what the hell is happening. That's mostly it. Right. So the gist is like the production sucks, and everybody knows it, and we're kind of hoping that the new regime in WWE addresses that. Um. What did you think about the the in ring stuff and like the the not a- anything basically that didn't have to do with production? Okay, cool. So, um, the women's match, um, I started watching that. Uh, so I'm, I'm just gonna go in order, I guess, of what I so Rey Mysterio and sure. the judge judgment, yeah, judgment, judgment day. Okay. day, yeah. Um, the women, tag team women's match, uh, there was like a so here's one more thing production wise. There was a literally a like thirty seconds to forty five seconds of the women's match, and then a commercial happened. Uh huh. And then the fact that they had to show a replay of what happened during the match that was happening because they ran an ad break. Uh-huh. I hate. I hated that. They did that a lot throughout this entire thing. It was just like the things they show, like stuff like you know, some more of like you know, actual ring stuff. Like you know, I saw like a double leg drop kick and some flip stuff, and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, what I mean, they actually had, they were doing some stuff during this thing. And then like, but I had to watch it in like you know the tight the the main screen with the real the actual match live, quote unquote live in the top left corner. Right, and I'm just like now. I now I'm watching two things at the same time, and I can't keep up because you know, they, like how I'm supposed to know some nothing, nothing's actually happening in the top left. How do I'm supposed to know that? You know what I mean? That's why they're showing the replay. Um, I mean, the, the match was fine. Uh, watch the big girl. I don't know. I don't know her name. The the chick and like the big uh the the big blonde chick with the uh the, the leather bodysuit. Uh, bro, yeah, she can she, drop. She can schmoove. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, I was like sick. Um. And the first time I saw, saw, saw like a submission in the first time, I feel like since I've watched pro wrestling, like because I, I was like, I had like an arm bar of some sort. Right. And I was like, OK, cool. Like, I feel like I don't really see people tap out in wrestling. Usually it's like they grab the rope to escape or um, someone comes in and kicks, you know, hits the uh, the person uh, in control of the submission lock. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I was like, oh, that's I feel like I haven't seen that in a long time. And I, I don't know. I, I've been out of the game for a very, very long time. 
and then there was like a full uh, post fight beef and then uh i saw a, a bit with like logan paul uh-huh and i was like what's happening he's around and i, I like i think i've heard that he was involved but i had no idea what he was doing and then like miz and champa were doing like logan paul's bit with like a, the card of themselves i guess right um yeah, like I don't, I don't understand the fight pacing. I feel like, I feel like a lot of the fights, I don't know what the pacing is. Like, I, I know the general formula, right? It's like start off slow, you know, things ramp up. Sometimes there's like a superhero, like you know, about to lose moment kind of deal, where like one person's kind of losing, and then they kind of like you know get the second win, and then kind of fight back against it kind of deal. And then right. it feel, but it feel, yeah, some, it feels like they're always trying to build towards something, but then having an ad in the middle kills all the momentum for me. And then I guess because I don't know if they do other things other than just doing kind of the formula that I already have in my mind that I feel super like underwhelmed by how the match actually ends a lot of times. No, you're right to feel that because a lot of the times the, the, the endings are underwhelming. Again, I appreciate a lot of like the, the physicality and the stage performance stuff of it. Like, you know, like I, I noticed like, like stage striking, right. Slapping legs, like, you know, re- and really like hiding that leg slap. Right. To create impacts to like the sound of like kicking somebody in the face, you know what I mean? Like I appreciate that stuff. Like you know, because there was one that was like a really big kick to Miz's face, and I was like, and like the slap was like, yeah, it was, it was the hand motion to slap that leg was big, but it mm-hmm. played off really well. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that actually didn't really, you know, didn't really throw me off. You know what I mean? Like I noticed it, but I didn't, it did, didn't make it feel fake to me. You know what I mean? But luckily for this, for that match, like the workup actually paid off. But again, I just, I hated the fact that I was getting taken out of the flow um of the match and then and then the biggest complaint that i have afterwards is that after every match is there's a bunch of talking that i just do genuinely my eyes glaze <laughs> my eyes glaze over and i just do not yeah. care about it there was like there was a little thing of um uh big big uh big scottish guy irish guy mac mac mcintyre mac mcafee yeah drew mcintyre that guy and like so like there was a bunch of talking it was literally just them talking for the next like i don't know five ten minutes and you know i'm sure it's for the crowd and for the people who are like actually there who are really like you know who are like eating it up but i was like i just do not care about this at all <laughs> <laughs> like i just did not give a damn yeah like the fights again like uh was it uh mcintyre versus uh owens kevin owens yeah yep. kevin owens that's the guy who, who has like a podcast or a show in within a show Yes, the yeah. Kevin Owens show yeah. is like a uh, segment within WWE programming. And they said that like, Kevin Owens is like a veteran. How long has he been in the the production for? So Kevin Owens has been around in WWE for, I want to say, a f- he's, he's been here for a little while, but he's been wrestling on the independents for a very long time. Okay, because like they were saying, like yeah, he's a veteran of the fight game, basically kind of deal, right? Because I'm looking at McIntyre, and he looks like built. He looks like he was built out of like, or like you know, crafted out of fucking granite. Like he's uh-huh. built like a brick shit house. I'm looking at Kevin funny Owens, you mentioned, and I'm looking that. at Kevin Owens, and I'm like, how the fuck is this guy supposed to fight this guy? Yeah, Kevin Owens has been with WWE since 2014. Oh, um, okay. He's been on the quote unquote main roster since 2016. Pardon me, 2015. Okay. Okay. So he's been around um, for a long time. Within, I guess, uh, is that a long time? Because I feel the, like Ray Mysterio has been around for a long time. If you want to call yeah, that, Ray has been around for a long time. Kevin Owens has technically been wrestling since the year two thousand. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so he's that, been yeah, wrestling like professionally since. I would say he he's been with like a, a somewhat major promotion since two thousand and four. 
Mm. Okay, so it's okay. So it has been a, a, a decently long time then. So around the, yeah, around, no. the, around the time that I stopped watching is basically he's he's like he's been around then. Right, but he was also, but this was also like Combat Zone Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, smaller promotions on the other side of the country that you probably wouldn't have seen anyway. Okay, yeah. So so he's been around for a long enough time, and yeah, this is like he's like. I don't know if there's a weird booking or a storyline thing, but I was like, I do not understand again how this guy's supposed to fight this, you know, Scottish god of a man. Because um, uh, he's because he's tough and he's just gonna fight him. I guess. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's how. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I guess fair, but it's just like, man, I just I don't know. Like he can hang on them. Yeah, hey, he's he, a he former did, world he, champion he, too. He, yeah, and again, he schmoozes. Like I get, he, like I saw a bunch of a lot of air, like you know aerial uh-huh. stuff from Owens. A lot of big pickups and slams from McIntyre, you know, play to the strengths. Yeah. I, I like, I that's that's one of my comments that I wrote here. I was like, yeah, play to the strengths, right? Owens can move. McIntyre is built like a brick shit house, and I expect him to pick up people and throw them around, basically like a rag doll, which mm-hmm. yeah, they did. And I was like, yeah, this is this is decent choreography, and again, these guys are, I guess, are bigger names and you know, veterans of um of this wrestling production. So like, it felt like the flow was way better. You know what I mean? There was a lot, there's a lot more like um a lot more kind of them just kind of playing you know what i mean it's like okay like we know we know what we're gonna we kind of have an idea of what's gonna happen next you know what i mean so like the flow was better it didn't feel as much as like people trying to figure out what what they're gonna do next right it's almost like you have two professionals who are super talented and good at what they do and yeah uh, yeah there's a reason why they are they have been put in the positions that they've been put in so it's funny that you mentioned drew is like chiseled out of granite and all that so his original gimmick, right? The the original character that he sort of played was the chosen one, right? So he was sort of like handpicked by Vince as the next guy, but he didn't really understand it or put in the, the work to be that. And so he left kind of unceremoniously, went back to the independence, went back to like t- uh, to impact, and sort of rebuilt himself into a championship contender. And then he came back and fulfilled that fantasy mm. or fulfilled that legacy. <clears throat> okay. The, so there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes then as well. And again, also I've been very out of, I've been very out of the loop. So okay, I didn't realize he was like panned picked and then went away. I didn't, I didn't, oh, I, yeah. I assumed this guy was, a, was already like a fan favorite in the first place. Yeah, no. And, and, and people really, really respect him for the work that he's put in. And I mean, you could watch it tangibly throughout his time with impact and and the the independence and he he really did reinvent himself to be somebody who is worth investing in and being called the chosen one Hmm. so it's been really cool to see him sort of actually become that person that everybody thought he could be Word, word. And I, I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, he's one of my guys. I really like him. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand. He's, he definitely has like a charisma about him and he can definitely perform, you know. Um, uh-huh. I was All I could think of was like if, if he was a Highlander, like that movie would be ended in like 10 minutes. That's yeah. All, that's oh, all yeah. I think of. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I see that dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. But yeah, all you, bro. <laughs> You're the Highlander now. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know that was a pretty good match. I really enjoyed that one. Like I actually like again, there was a lot of high flying stuff, a lot of big throws. Yeah, I think I wrote here like um, there was a good sell for like a shoulder check where Kevin was like flipped over, like he did like an actual like a a full flip and like a full like a half twist in the air. Right. And I was like like yeah, it's a good it's a good sell. Um, you know, it didn't felt overselling because especially when you think you're running full speed at a dude like McIntyre, 
yeah, I'm not. He's not gonna move. I'm the one who's gonna get, get sent, and I'm like probably right. heavier than he is. But yeah, it was, it was a good fight. I really enjoyed that one. And then I saw there was like interruption. You know, then people jumped into the ring for the fight, and like, and I guess disqualified somebody. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what's happening. Like, I was just so confused at that point. Uh, they were the uh, who, who are they? Who are the people who interrupted uh, the the tribal? Uh, or the oh the Usos Roman Reigns' cousins yeah, yeah. The, because he's supposed to fight him I guess on, on that Friday I think that was supposed to happen uh today <laughs> oh there we go so, yeah actually so, so as as it, it happened earlier today that fight okay yeah the the clash at the castle in Wales and I was yes. like yeah yeah because I, I, I saw the Welsh I saw the Wales dragon already and I was like oh that's yeah. that's Wales's flag and I only know that because one of the YouTubers that I watch, he's always talks about how he's Welsh and like no one else knows who what Wales is. <laughs> right. It's the only reason why I know about know about the dragon. And then I thought it was like a relationship to him because he's Scottish. And I'm like, wait, no, that's different. Like, why? Why would it be there? And then I didn't realize, oh, the event's in Wales or in. Yes. It, yeah. So yep, okay, it's in Card- it, the event took place in Cardiff, Wales. OK, so that, that, that made more sense as information was brought to me afterwards. But initially, I was like, Scotland is not Wales. And I thought it was just like a dumb production hiccup kind of deal. Right. Okay, makes more sense now. That's perfectly fine. But, you know, it's all in the United Kingdom. And for WWE, that's close enough. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's fine. We'll, we'll just, they're, they're all the same. Here's one that legitimately threw me off here. The fight after that one, Bo, Bo Keller and Veer Mahan. Was that yes. a filler match? Yes, so you probably realize like it was over really fast, right? Yeah, like like three minutes, maybe three five minutes yep. at the most. That's called the it's called the well, it, it's a little longer than a squash match, but yeah, basically, it's designed to make one guy and and I'm sure Veer won the match. Yes, yeah. So the matches like that are called squashes, and and what basically happens is one guy is meant to look dominant in the match to make him look better right or make make the performer look better so that's basically what happened and you have those once in a while to build up new credible threats and uh for like challenging for like a title or something yeah yeah so so it's as if in like like a combat a traditional combat sport where like an up-and-comer like fights like a veteran and like you know, somehow dominates them in the first couple of rounds, basically. And you're like, oh, he actually is like a title contender kind of deal. Right, right. You you, you kind of have that proof. In here, you don't really have the prove-it fights. I mean, you usually save that for pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, yeah, like that situation where you see what the young guy has. He ends up coming out on top, and now you, you feel like you've got something. My note during that fight was um, I don't remember a lot of – I'm assuming Veer Mahan is like Indian or Bangladeshi or something. Yes. Okay. I I, didn't, I never clarified. I never followed it up. But I was like, okay. Like, so I was like, let me see what's going on here. My thought here was, I don't remember there being like a lot of notable, a lot, not not like not any, but I mean, not a lot. Like I know the Iron Sheik, you know, was was one, but like right. not a lot of Middle Eastern, Indian, Bangladeshi, Sri Lankan wrestlers. You know what I mean? Within the pro, mm-hmm. within like the pro WWE, WWF productions either. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. There's a lot more people who are like, I guess, more into this. Um, from other cultures, which is kind of cool. I always appreciate right. I, I, that was like a nice little appreciation thing for me because um, one thing I do think about when I watch this stuff is that it, it does give people like a hero to look up to. You know what I mean? Like even if, if you, especially if you get into it, and you're committed to the to the whole thing. 
where like the stereotype for wrestling is a lot of drunken white dudes, right? It just, just, mm-hmm. just, and I, and I see a, yeah, there's a good amount of them in the crowd, yeah. But it's like, especially back then to now, I see a lot more diversity in, within the fan base, you know, which I, which I appreciate, regardless if I, if I watch the production or not. Even watching the WrestleMania a couple months ago, I think, right, with um, who was the chick with the, uh, the with my hair back and forth chick, Bianca Belair, yeah. yeah. It was like seeing like like young black women, like young black girls watching, you know, like a, a pro wrestler and having somebody to like cheer for. You know what I mean? And uh, we we can def- like uh, uh, we'll touch on it a little bit more when we talk about the WrestleMania we watched uh, together as a group, and, mm-hmm. and you know you explained some stuff through us. But it's like yeah, like again, like the, that that production was very very white. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a majority yeah. a majority of the, the all the female fi- all the all the women's fights were were white. A majority of the guys competing were white, especially with the, one with the main storylines. But here it's like, especially nowadays, it's like, oh, it's cool to see more diversity in people who are like, you know, and not just because of like diversity hires, but like there are genuine people who want to perform within this, you know, production, this product and really enjoy themselves. And then which also brings more people of other other backgrounds into being into the fandom. Which I really appreciate. I like I like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because like when I was younger, it's like the only real connection that I had to pro wrestling was I was like, man, I hope there's a brown dude there. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? I just want, like I don't care if they're if they're not even Asian or Filipino. Like, bro, Rikishi, I'll take it, bro. We're close. We're bi- he's big and brown. I'll take him. Yeah. You know, like the Rock. I was like, I don't even know what he is. He could be Filipino for all I knew. Especially back then, he was very you know very like people were not sure of what he was. So I was like, okay, sure, maybe he's Filipino. I'll take it. I had Yokozuna. You know what I mean? And even then, right. he, he wasn't even like he wasn't even Japanese. <laughs> He was Samoan. Yeah. Like, and then I, that's when I realized that there's a lot of Samoans within, you know, back then when I realized Samoans were mm-hmm. like very, very big in the wrestling scene. But like, that, that was really it. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like a lot of like white wrestlers, uh, black wrestlers, and then like Samoan wrestlers. And very occasionally you'll see an Asian dude, like an actual, like an actual East Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was my thoughts back then. And today, again, still, still kind of not suffers from that, but I guess like, it's just depends on, I guess, how much people want to, um, how, how many of those people break through within the Western, uh, I guess, at least the WWE production, because, you know, we talked about, uh, new Japan and there, there is a whole Japan, uh, wrestling league and the, a giant underground scene for them as well. You know, I've mentioned the great Okan uh, is one of those ones that I've watched because he's a big fan of like, right. v- some VTubers that I watch. Uh, again, I don't know how many of them are ever going to break into the scene here, you know, instead of mainstream popularity here in the here in the U.S. and the West. But it's cool. It is, you know, in general, there's just more people that people more performers and uh, and wrestlers that people can that uh, of other cultures can get behind. I like I really appreciate that now. Sure. Um, but yeah, Vidir Mahan, it was like, okay, so, so clearly that was a squash. Okay. That was made to make him look good. Yeah. Cause that lasted like, I don't know, like, yeah, like three, five minutes. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Uh, that. yeah and then the commercial and then another commercial. So that, you know, like, like always. <laughs> yep. And then they, uh, oh, yeah. then they, which led into the Lashley, uh, styles match. Yeah. Again, and I thought same thing for when I saw Lashley. I, I, and I know of Lashley because uh, we've talked about him before in our group chat. He has a history aside for outside of wrestling as well. Uh, built like a f- absolute brick shit house, just yeah. the absolute oh, yeah. unit of a man. Just like, and it's funny because like you know the other people who he's like you know fighting in the ring are also very much so big and jacked and in shape, but Lashley just looks absolutely built different. <laughs> Super, he's a unicorn. Like he, he is one of one. Yeah, and also again, it's a championship fight, right? For them, all I think was like, man, there's way more impact or better choreo or both or whatever. Just bigger hits, more stuff happening. I do actually I literally have like almost like no notes for this one because this one I absolutely just got lost in. Like I was this yeah. like, this is the first match of the night so far that I was able to turn my brain off and just enjoy. 
again, it's, you know, you can tell the difference between people who are really good at this and people who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much, there's very, very stark contrast in terms of like my experience with watching like clear veterans and performer, uh, you know, and, uh, and like performers of wrestlers. I don't, I don't know what the terminology is here. There's a very, very clear difference when they are v- much more experienced and have a better understanding of what makes a good show basically right like, uh, like a, just a better fight and i was is like and like because of the fact that i was able to like, genuinely turn my brain off i was just like yeah i'm in like i i i really really enjoyed that one so yeah like that that was kind of like my experience at least with the ww with the, the raw part um right again like it's like unfortunately for the most part of it is, again I, I had to like look at like look at the matches with a very critical eye because i don't since i couldn't get in like fully invested i'm like i guess i'll just look at whatever i can actually understand or what i'd notice you know what i mean like i noticed it was like a, like i don't know if it was like a weird missed move during you know like the mcintyre uh mcintyre and um uh owens fight like there was like a weird ddt looking thing that looked like it was like uh what do they call when they miss a move and it looks like he, right. they missed one like it, uh, what do they call it when they miss like a move it's it's technically called the botch, but I know his DDT that he does looks a little different. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. If it, yeah, so I don't know if it was a botch or like because I was like or not because it just it just looked like they bounced off of it weird. You know what I mean? Like so, but he did it again and looked cleaner. So like I don't know if that was like meant to be a thing or not. Right. So, like so like stuff like that I noticed more because I wasn't I had to like look at everything super analytically. But once that moment hits where I'm like committed and in. It was like, oh, sick. Yeah, sure. I'd turn my brain off and enjoy it, which is like what you guys tried to tell me to do. Like, just just yeah. enjoy it as, as, a, as a production. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a performance. I was like, OK, sure. I'll try, Honestly, I'll, I'll try to do that. The more I, you, I could not for the yeah, most part. The more you think about this shit, the worse it's going to be for you. So <laughs> that, and that, that's kind of the, the mindset that I have with a lot of this. And even today, like watching that event today, like I had so much I wanted to say, but I'm just like. No, it's not worth it. Just watch it and move on to the next one. Because if you sit there and, and hyper-analyze every single decision that is made from people who know way more about this than you do, you're just going to be completely miserable watching it. And and, and I, I'm sure the misery seeps through every time I speak with our friends about this topic. But like I, I it, it comes from a place of, of care and, and love, but... You know, just I don't know. Everything about this recently has just been has been a lot for me, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But so, like, I I don't blame you. Your criticisms are not um you're not the only person that thinks that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are many people who, especially when it comes to the production side of things, they uh, they definitely feel the same way. And but I'm happy to see that there were some bright spots. So what was next for you? After that was uh, the WrestleMania. We watched WrestleMania 14 together. Yeah. And that I think that one, I was able to have a much better experience because we watched it as a group. Genuinely, like, much better as a group. Because at least, you know, like, even if I wasn't a fan of this whole thing, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's like watching anything that you enjoy with other people who also enjoy it is more fun, right? Correct. He- hell, we had a bad movie night where we watched bad movies together and enjoyed the hell out of it. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. Like the whole, the the the, com- the camaraderie in the community we can have. The, the you know the 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 uh, the outlandish comments and jokes we can make about stuff makes the viewing experience much more fun. And I think I think me being by myself trying to watch something, trying to turn my brain off, much more difficult versus when we're watching WrestleMania together. And 
and you know we're like shooting jokes about stuff and creating our own jokes fake storylines about stuff you know what i mean it was way way more way easier for me to turn my brain off and just genuinely just enjoy and consume the product so we watched uh wrestlemania 14 right correct okay uh you want to give a little background on why you why you toss that over to me yeah sure sorry just to clear my throat here so for me wrestlemania 14 was the start right it was the the one that i really you know that really got me into wrestling so the main event of this is is stone cold versus Shawn michaels for the wwf title mike tyson's at ringside as like the enforcer whatever sort of role plot device basically and this is kind of where that whole attitude era of wrestling starts right stone cold beats Shawn michaels he becomes champion and sets the stage for the next couple of years of wrestling. Uh, so for me, I felt like it was, it was super important to watch this because number one, it, it meant a lot to me. And then number two, it, it is the reason that kind of like we're, we're all here still because there, there was a chance that without this wrestling's not around anymore. So. Yeah. I remember when you gave me the history of this whole thing and you gave me that, that, description and explanation as well i didn't realize like that the wwe or wf at the time still yes yeah was in the shitter like i didn't i didn't realize that was a thing because i always assumed that wrestling was always popular and like specifically the wwe wwf because that was always a production you always heard about right because i knew about the wcw getting taken over i knew about that mm-hmm. and then i just always assumed that because of that the wwf was just the top dog and everyone watched it. I didn't right. realize that the, that like there was a bit of like a weird f- f- like waiting of popularity in the first place. Oh yeah, no. So after the the Hogan era kind of came and went and they were they were sort of heading towards the attitude era that in between era was a, a lot of uncertainty. Even though there were a lot of great wrestlers, uh, you know, financially speaking, it was it was tough and and so you know, like like I said, th- this all sort of perfect storm came at the right time because without it, we might not be here talking about this. We might be talking about something completely different. Yeah, maybe you guys would actually got you know watch more uh, boxing or MMA like like I do. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows what the hell we're watching? Yeah, maybe we're watching I don't know some other reality show, or we're we're, we're just watching regular old sports. We're watching the slap. We're not fights. watching. We're watching pro slap fights now. Right. We're watching. Um, Kimbo slice and and braids fight in the backyard and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so th- so it was a good for you to give me that explanation because I didn't realize how pivotal this event. You know, I'll, I'm sure there's other stuff that around this event that very much so happened, but like you know, in in your opinion, like in in your view, this is like a big like this is a big shot in the arm for the for the whole production in the first place. Oh, yeah. That, like, really gave this thing, like, a second wind and, like, actually was able to, like, come back up again. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you saw the difference between the crowds now and the crowds back then. Yes. And how absolutely Ye- rabid they were back then. Yeah. Like, I, for so, all of this. so we watched the WrestleMania a couple a couple months ago. And, like, the crowd was big for that one. Obviously, they were in a big old right. stadium and arena for it, right? And the fact that it's, like, a two-day production, uh, you know, massive, massive crowd for mm-hmm. that one, right? But it there was just, like, a like an energy and a fervor that the crowd in watching this WrestleMania 14. Yeah, the, yeah exactly that. Like it was it insane watching how, how invested and how much people loved this one. 
you know, you see people popping off in the crowd and just like losing their minds when things would happen. And you could just hear, you, you could just kind of like almost understand like, you know, the rumble of how this arena must have been during the during the WrestleMania 14. Oh, yeah. A, a big thing I noticed as well was like a lot of clubbing to the head in WrestleMania 14. You know oh, yeah. I mean? Like four, forearms and like, you know, like hammer fists down to the head um, versus like kind of like the weird. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably for like the it's probably for the better for the longevity of the wrestlers, right? They're not just getting punched in the head, basically. Oh, like, like, Correct. You know, like I'm sure, uh, where like head hits come now, I think close either to like the side of the side of the top of the skull, like the crown area and the forehead where, you know, you know, those can take a little bit more punishment than getting hit. Like actually like in a temple or. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. We, yeah. we learned quite a bit about concussions and brain safety over the past 30 years. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, that that's kind of why people hit the way they hit now versus back then. Um, the floor padding is very different. I, remember, I thought about yeah. this when I was watching it. It looks like those are the floor pads that we used to have in gym class, <laughs> like around the ring, and you can just see that the padding gets destroyed throughout as the night goes on. Like the padding is like way more flattened, and like you know footprints all over it. It's just like, man, these are. These are this is barely padding. This is padding yeah. for like for you to like, you know, to like if you take if you trip and fall from standing position, like you know, when you're like a kid or like an adult, that's fine. It stops enough so that you don't just hit hard ground. This they're falling out of a ring onto this. I'm like, Jesus, this has gotta yeah. be terrible for them. Oh yeah. No, it, it felt like shit. And that's kind of why you have so much pain management going on back then, which leads to the health issues, which leads to guys dying at 50 yeah you know issues, what i mean drug so. addictions you know uh-huh. like painkillers and all this other I mean, oh, there's, yeah. like, there's like a little like you remember the movie the wrestler right yes yeah. oh yeah like that was like the first look that i had and, and i know it's a drama a, a dramatized movie right I, I know i know that right but it's like i remember seeing that and like you know the scenes of him like you know opening up the locker and having just a just a, a bottle of painkillers you know what i mean just like just just to get through his day right oh yeah um and then i remember watching after that i remember someone told me to watch one of the documentaries around the wwf and i remember i don't remember what the name of it was now no, I'm, I'm hard blanking on it right now but it was basically a bunch of the old heads talking about yeah like th- this is a you know like this was just their life you know what i mean they're like in the locker room prepping wrapping everything up afterwards getting stitched up you know like literally like bleeding out of their head getting stitched up by a doctor you know popping like a couple painkillers and they're like okay take these for the next couple days and we have by the way you have another show in you know a week okay sure cool and moving along you know i kind of have that image of like this era being way grittier you know what i mean like way more just like just raw punishment being taken by the performers yeah, no, it, it is absolutely that. And it 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 was tough to kind of watch it back, to be honest with you, because I knew like, oh, and, and we went through when we were watching it, right? It's like, oh, that guy's not with us anymore. That guy's not with yeah, us anymore. You that were, guy's not with us anymore. Yeah, there, there was like always like a comment. Like you made a comment. I think it was, I forgot which fight it was, but there was only one person still living after one of the, like, yeah. from one of the, one of the events for the fights we watched. And not, I'm not oh, saying yeah. that they died immediately. After, no, we're saying like to this day, like you know, after all this time, like yeah, this person died in 2013 or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like you know, you rattled off all the years when they when they had left had passed. And I'm like, yeah, just the raw amount of punishment they're taking. Yeah, oh yeah, it makes Triple sense. H. It absolutely the makes Triple sense. H match. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Triple H. Uh, China's not with us. Owen Hart's not with us. 
I mean, granted, Owen Hart died in in a you know like a, a freak accident. Yeah, yeah. But still, like you know, he's not here. So I mean, you know, the, there were a lot of guys, um, the both Legion of Doom members that we saw in the you know in the the, the first match aren't here with us anymore. There were uh, a number of people in the tag team battle royal that aren't here anymore. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Luna Vachon, part of the the mixed tag match, isn't with us anymore. Uh, who else here? Who else isn't with us anymore? Now that uh, Paul Bearer isn't with us anymore, but if you're that large, older, right, and you're and older, you're older already, yeah, it makes sense. But I think he also, I think he was sick too. Hmm. Yeah, again, he's a big man, yeah. so I'm assuming he he probably had a much a bunch of health problems in the first place. Yeah, yeah, heart attack due to high heart rate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, just kind of like with one eye on the other screen here just going through all the names in that torn in that battle royal like yeah like there there are people that just aren't with us anymore and because they're you know because of of the the time period yeah and like i i look at i look at pro wrestling as almost like watching superheroes fight like yeah. they're, they're, they're like it's like they're they're all you they are not all but they tend to be people of like who are like larger like you know bigger than life personalities you know what i mean and um, you know, some of them built like brick shit houses. Some of them built a little more normally, but they're still also they're also usually massive. You know, when you look at them like in a ring, right. they're like you, you can see that they tower over the refs over like about like a foot easily. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they're bigger people. And they're doing this crazy high flying shit. You know what I mean? And it's 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 wild that they're able to get up there and do this stuff. But it's like yeah, like I I understand the explosiveness and the uh, the energy that gets behind them when you know when things start going or start popping off in the in the fight and stuff. You know I, I understand that like it's big. It, it literally is watching superheroes fight. Like you know it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually speaking of which, yeah, the first match I think of that night was the Aguila versus Taka match. Yeah, yo, they, those guys were moving. There was like uh, so yeah. much so much air and all that stuff. D- very different styles of wrestling from what I remembered. When I think of modern wrestling, yeah, like a lot because it's a lot of like the basically like yeah, there's still some people who do the big you know the big acrobatic stuff in wrestling like the modern day wrestling stuff, but this was like they're just throwing just leave everything everything out on the mat in in terms of like you know their like the, the what they're putting their bodies through and what they're what kind of stunts they're willing to do, but like yeah, like they were they were just like everywhere like over the over the uh over the ropes onto the ground climb back into the ring off the ropes you know into the air onto the mat like bro they were going everywhere and it was yeah it was a, it was really fun to watch and again we were at this point we were watching this together and again different experience right i said much, it's much Correct. for me it's a much better experience for me to watch this in a group with people with uh other people who do understand and don't understand wrestling, and then you know we have a person who is very much so in the know, explaining everything to us. That's basically how like we experience this, right? Uh, we had you, our friend Zach, and our friend Tim. Uh, Zach, who was like an old school fan, like I was, and then kind of drifted away from it. And then Tim, who had watched essentially no wrestling, right? Correct. And um, and you were kind of like our Sherpa through this whole thing, right? Right, basically. No, that, that's a that's a great way to put it. And you were giving us like a lot of backstory into like what was happening before here and then like what happened afterwards. And like, you know, again, you were explaining to us some of the wrestlers who weren't with us anymore and how some wrestlers' careers like were made from this kind of deal. Um, you, met, you were talking about uh, Steve Austin. You know what I mean? That was just, like his real big pop off mm-hmm. here, basically. Uh, Triple H was still an up and comer, I guess, technically at this point. He was like, he was big, but I guess not massive yet, right? 
Who was that? I'm sorry, I missed the name. Triple, Triple H. H. Yeah, because he was still being yeah. he was still being called. What was I don't know his actual name? Hunter Hearst Helmsley, yeah, right? That, that was guy. what Triple H was kind of. Well, is what Triple H is, right? But but, but he, but he, he was known as the full name before, like just Triple H became like his like. Also, you know, as also known as kind of deal. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah. So, like I said, this was this was a jumping off point for a lot of guys and. Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H. I mean, you still have The Undertaker and Kane. I mean, these are all central figures in the next couple of years of wrestling, and they're all featured here. So I figured this was like a good place to start for, you know, old school WWE. Yeah, this this made more sense to me than trying to watch a modern production uh, because I've, I've already heard some of these names. Uh, I was so happy to see Sergeant Slaughter. Like, Sergeant Slaughter yeah. was like an actual, a personal favorite of mine back when I was back when I was a kid. And I was like, "Oh shit, Sergeant Slaughter! Ooh, he got a lot. He got bigger." <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I think at that point he was no longer wrestling, right? Because he was more of like just like a personality within the pro- within the program at that point. He was an on-air authority figure, which yeah, is something yeah. that they do when they want you around, but you can't really wrestle anymore. So. Yeah, it was cool. It was they cool they make see- you a general manager or a, an enforcer of some kind. Yeah, yeah. It, it was cool to see Sergeant Slaughter. I was like, "Oh, like my childhood right here, man." This is like I was a huge fan of uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, there was a, there was like, there was a lot of like work within these fights. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm not, I'm not using the term. Oh, is that? A, I don't know. If that's a term. A work. I don't know. If that's a term or not. Yeah. No. It's it it's, it's a it's an internal wrestling term for like. I'm not trying to use that. I'm not trying to use the term. I'm uh, like there was so like during the Triple H Owen Hart fight, there was like Triple H was like you know going at one of Owen's legs, right. And I was like. So, it was good that they like followed like a previous story, like and they re- they referenced as well the previous storyline of his like being broken or damaged or whatever, right? And then him going at it during this fight, and I was like, okay, that's cool that they brought that up and you know use and use that for like part of the storyline of of this fight still, this ongoing storyline, and like I, I like I really like that stuff, and again, might be because I could be nostalgic talking here, but references to uh, previous events in the the raw, uh the raw episode that i watched i could not give two shits about right like like ray mysterio's kid got beat up okay sure yeah i, I guess he'd be upset about that you know what i mean like i, I yeah, sure fine and then same thing with um mac uh, mcintyre and uh the the two guys like, i forgot i ever forgot their names roman reigns goose those. yeah that guy those guys like, yeah could not give two shits if anything it took me out of it because i was so confused but this was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. This is much, much. Sim- it's also much simpler. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, he has, he has a bad leg. Cool, I'm gonna fuck up his leg then. You know what I mean? That's that's all it was. So I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know if they still do that nowadays. I'm assuming they do, right? In like modern, uh, in modern yeah, you uh, use your, mm-hmm, your ring psychology, right? To oh, somebody has an injured body part. You focus on that injured body part, whether it's real or whether it's not. You know, sometimes you'll work on it. So let's say somebody has a bum foot. Sometimes you'll attack the foot or, you know, a bum knee or something like that. They'll attack the knee. And yeah, it's, um, it's very much it's still something that happens. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very much so. It makes sense. And like when I watch like a, you know, again, a combat sport, right? Somebody hurts somebody's leg with a leg kick, right? They're going to start working that leg kick. Like they're, they're going to go right. at it for the rest of the match until their leg just crumbles you know, into dust. And then they can just take everything, take control from that point on. So it makes sense for me when I when I saw that, like you know that that was very much so like a uh, you know if I look if I looked at like a wrestling like a like a striking match, I'm like yeah, I, I would assume that they're gonna keep going attacking the injured body part. So it's kind right. of a cool thing that they that they put you know they focus a little more in that. And the um, the announcers were very um, 
good at selling the situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exactly yep. that. Um, because it's it's Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, two of the very best to ever do it. And so you're seeing again, you, you can tell who's good at this and who isn't. And luckily, a lot of the folks around during that time were really good at it. And they some of those people are still around and they still continue to be very good at this. It, it, it's, it's just that it, it, there's a very clear difference, as you mentioned, of the people who are good at this. Um, like watching the, the newer production, they're very much the newer production. There was very much so like a difference, what, uh, like a, a very, very clear me getting taken out of just enjoying the product. When things weren't like popping off. It was just like yeah, my eyes glaze over. Like I sit, I I lean back more into the sofa, and I'm just like I'm more actively writing notes because I don't have to. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't have to pay attention. But when things are going good, man, it's just great. I don't have to think about it. I can just I can just turn my brain off and kind of yeah, I can yeah. enjoy it. I, I I get that high that you guys are talking about, and that that raw enjoyment that you guys you know like you guys seem to pop off for when things happen, and like I was able to actually like partake in that you know for for a guy who really doesn't care or isn't too super involved in pro wrestling scene right yeah no like 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 i said when it's done well it's it's great and you live for those moments where it makes you feel good right Mm -hmm. and and that's 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 kind of what makes all of the frustration and all of the the situations that you find yourself in where you're arguing with your friends over booking decisions and all of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like it's an everyday thing for you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, because <laughs> my, my viewpoint and, and our other friends viewpoints are just so different on this stuff. And like, it always leads to interesting conversation and, and uh, some of, uh, and we all have our biases towards certain performers and it can be, it can be like a, a struggle to talk about it, but when it's done right and you get the payoff that everybody wants and everybody's happy, there's nothing like it. it, it it's, it's the closest thing you can get to sports that you can manufacture, right? Because you can't always predict when like the underdog team or when your favorite team is going to win. Sometimes they yeah, lose, yeah. right? Yeah, that makes sense. But you can, in this, in, in pro wrestling, you can control when that that person that has so much support behind them you can you can make them win right and you can give people that moment now wwe is amazing at making it seem like they're going to give the person that moment and just deflating it and if you watched the event earlier today and you're listening to this you know what i mean where you you really think that somebody's going to win and they don't and WWE does a really great job of just sucking the life out of you and sending you home pissed off. <laughs> but every once in a while, they do send you home happy and you feel great. So, so what, that's, so that's kind of where I'm at. What's the um, what's the ratio or like the percentage of like you being? Oh God, like one to ten? Really? Maybe if that. Ugh. If it's one to ten, it might very well be like one to twenty. <laughs> where where like you really get the good home, good feeling go home happy moment i mean granted like the weekly stuff you can always be like oh that was a good episode oh that was fun but to really have like those critical moments 
it, it basically only happens at pay-per-views because that's that's where your major storyline decisions are made for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that those happen infrequently. So and happy endings happen even more infrequently. So you get a pay-per-view, you get a, like a premium event every month. And maybe one or two of those will end on a good note. Mm, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least for me and at least for certain other, you know, individuals out there. But I mean, sometimes people do enjoy the the endings. I know that certain people will definitely enjoy the ending of today's show because of of what happened and what transpired, but for me and for a lot of other people it's just like like you mentioned with the way the endings the the destination to get to the ending is great and then the ending comes and it's like a it's like a fart in the wind right it's just yeah let me get a better fart here <laughs> it, it, like it sucks yeah so it's, it's basically you hawk show the the journey is great and then the ending just fizzles out right right and and then and then it's also depressing just like you haka show <laughs> because then you have to worry about you know uh you know adopted girls and and that whole scenario and then you know karama gives her her father tied to a branch as a gift and she can torture him for eternity and <laughs> it's basically that just in spandex and and boots <laughs> with a lot of steroids uh, not as much anymore. See, that's another thing they learned that steroids can kill you. Yeah, I, I remember hearing so, about know, that during the documentary. Yeah, you they, don't get a lot of really steroids anymore. Now. Yeah, there was a whole trial with Vince and Hulk Hogan, brother, and and all of that. Uh, actually, here here's a here's a, a a perfect thing, I guess, for me in terms of like my guy, like me being a, a older fan and not being in, uh not being as much involved with the newer stuff. Is it was the uh, it was the a uh, mixed tag team match with Goldust and uh, I, I don't remember anyone else's names in here. So yeah, it was Goldust and Luna Vachon versus Mark Merrow and Sable. Okay, so here, right? The note that I have here is the athleticism of the women's matches has greatly intensified over the years. Correct. At least from what I've seen. Because again, we watched that, um, we watched the WrestleMania a couple years, a couple months ago, and like, there were just way more like physicality in my, you know, at least for like, more, like, more of like the, modern physicality right i'm talking like you know they're doing a lot of like uh leg throws you know what i mean they're doing a lot of like high flying stuff i mean they they did that stuff back then but i'm saying like i think it feels faster and more flowy now oh yeah women's cr- wrestling has improved greatly over i would say it, it, over the past eight or so ten ten or so years um has has grown you know women's wrestling has gotten a, a bazillion times better than it was when we watched in that era and even shortly thereafter where they're basically a sideshow now they are oftentimes the show especially where wwe and impact are concerned they are the the show oftentimes and like um and the the, the other side of it was like that the crowd pop off when the women fight is insane like the 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 crowd reaction is absolutely wild when like right and i think it was uh, but i don't think it was the way that it's not the same emotion that comes when stone cold finally gets his hands on Shawn michaels right it's it's it feels kind of like more of a sideshow back then 
then these are two legitimate, even though the, the, the two women involved are two legitimate performers and two of the best to do it. To me, it felt like the crowd was into it because, oh, chick fight, right? Rather than finally these two are getting at each other and they're finally fighting, it's, oh, chick fight. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and is, that kind that of sucked, true. but... Yeah, that is true. And, and, and it, it sucks, but, you, you know, you take the good with the bad when it comes to the past. And, I mean, look at the way women's wrestling has changed now, especially in WWE. Like, it's, it's, it's a completely different animal now and and they 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 main event you know when 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 women main evented raw trish Stratus and lita main evented raw for the first time um i think in like the mid 2000s and it was like a huge deal mm-hmm. and now that kind of feels like that happens very often where the women are not only main eventing the weekly shows they're main eventing the pay-per-views they main evented wrestlemania a few times like it's it's completely different now that that shift is cool to hear about and see. Yeah, I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it felt, yeah, it felt more like a pop off. Like, oh, it's a, it's, it's a chicks fighting. You know what I mean? It's like it, that's right. what it felt like back then. Now, and especially when it came to Sable, who was like, "Here's you know, let's let's call a spade a spade. Let's you know, she's mm-hmm. an attractive woman who could also fight, and she was good. I mean, she was she was super talented and." She wrestles her partner in that match, Mark Marrow, a few events after that, I believe. And she power bombs. Like she as a woman in that with that like size and strength. Yeah, her her, power bombs a a male. Yep, exactly. Power bombs Mark Marrow. And it's like it it was insane. But she was super over over meaning like people were really into her and her character. So that might have had something to do with it too. Maybe I am being like, uh, you know, a negative Nancy when it comes to the crowd back then. Maybe they were just super into her because they were. Mm-hmm. But it for me, it just kind of always felt like when when the women finally fought that it was oh chick fight. It wasn't oh I, I get to see these competitors finally get at each other after months and months. It was just oh two chicks are fighting. Yeah, like um, there's the. I, 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 there could be like a uh, you know like a culture shift around here, but it literally felt like when I was see like the um the the woman fighters, and it's just like oh it's Tits McGee you know what I mean like right it, it, like, it, like it, it could be anybody there yeah right? it's like just it's just it's just like a, a a fit busty woman in a revealing outfit and like oh she did a pile driver wild you know what I mean like, people pop yep. up for that that back then but now it's more just now it's like the uh, when I, even like going back to the Monday Night uh, Raw, right? I was like, you know, watching the uh, the tag team fight again, like with Asuka, the other girl, and the the other two. It was just like they're flying. They're like they like again the, the big girl. I, I don't know her name again. Unfortunately, I'm terrible. Do with drop. Names. Do drop. There we go. Like when she went for like a cross body slam, I was like, yo, she got up there. Holy shit! You know what I mean? It's like it's, yeah, like, it's very very different. It's very different now, just in terms of like the uh style of performance from from the from the female performers here very very different i mean there was still some there was still some big stuff in in the the mixed tag team match there was still there was right 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 but it was it's the style and the athleticism i feel like has greatly intensified and like just they're willing to do more of the high-flying big impact stuff that the guys have been doing you know what i mean again as you said it's, it's arguably that they are they can't they that now especially now the women matches can be like you know and uh and are the uh main attractions for some of these events versus back then it, yeah it felt more like a sideshow 
it felt felt like okay we're watching two attractive women fight that's basically it could be product of the time could be you know looking at it from a culture shift from you know from today's standpoint but yeah very very different products from back then to now very very much so for sure yeah let's see after that was the oh the rock versus ken shamrock fight this is the first one i was able to turn my brain off like fully turn my brain off and just enjoy Um, again when you have two guys that are really good at this and I was so sad that I missed this because I had to step out for a minute. Yeah, but um, so you missed, I you was all the commentary from me, Zach, and Tim just losing our shit. Yeah, no, this is this is probably the second best match on the card, and it's it's close to to Austin and Sean for me, man. This match is great. There was there's a couple of moments that I would see in this, and like in I know it's a little bit of a meme um, where the rock oversells. Did it back then, part of his I, character, and I still still enjoyed it. <laughs> still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, metal chair finally got brought out for this one again the unga bunga part of my brain just like yeah metal chair let's go yep. i don't Deal know what chair. it is it's just it's just the um just the sound of the impact just the the visual of the chair you know what i mean it's just like it's it's just there for me i, I just grew up it's always the chair it's always the chair that someone busts out and i'm like yeah there we go ken shamrock man obviously i'm a fan He's of really ken good Sh- at this again i was a fan of ken shamrock you know during his pancreas years and his mixed, mixed martial arts years right so and I, I completely forgot that he was a pro wrestler completely forgot because yeah. he wrestled before getting to mixed martial arts proper, proper, I think. But uh, what his, he's a shoot style wrestler. Like he was the one who like popular. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they just booked him as as Ken Shamrock. Like okay. that, that was just his character. Hey, you're you're this badass guy that fights mixed martial arts. Just go go be that. Word. And have like this awesome theme song. That yeah, like, is super fucking awesome. And there was yeah, there was just some some parts in this i'm like yeah like you know the rock took just should have took a punch to the face you know what i mean i was like yep that's just the, that's the raw punch so it wasn't even like a like a club to the head kind of deal just like <laughs> just a full-on a lot of impacts here you know you know boots to the chest and the chin like big just big unga bunga fight action and i really enjoyed that fight again i don't even have, i don't even have a lot of notes for that one that was just me just enjoying it <laughs> Yeah, I, I, think, no, I think that's, where, that's is, where the difference uh, is for me, where like I just see if there's like no notes, that means that must have just meant that my brain turned off and I just enjoyed it. Uh, Mick Foley, Chainsaw Charlie versus Billy Gunn and Road Dog. This was intense for me. I did not remember this. I do not remember this one at all. But there was a lot of stuff in this in this match that I'm just like, there's a there's a lot going on here. Like the people like the, there was like the ladder into the dumpster. I'm like, that's a you know, that's a that's a, a six to ten foot ladder you know what i mean off of the stage into the dumpster which is obviously lower on the ground mm-hmm. i was like what the fuck and like i'm sure there's something in there but it's not a lot you're still hitting metal <laughs> um yeah yeah no hardcore matches are again like one of the best parts of wrestling it harkens do, back to all the carny shit which i love those? oh yeah there's death matches and and there's a whole death match promotion if you want to get into it it's called game changer it's great Okay, so, so is, that, is that part of the WWE, or is that a, separate, a completely separate thing? Nope, that is an independent promotion. Okay, gotcha. Does the WWE still have these like these big old carny matches? Yeah, once in a while they save them for the pay per views and like the big, big mean feuds that so, are really blowing up. But they don't do it as much as a lot of the other companies do. Okay, because like I'm, I'm gonna assume that like because I'm a, the product on the production side, they're probably a little sa- little safer. I felt like there was a lot more risk going on in this fight because there was yeah. there was a lot of like again bigger drops into like you know metal props. Yeah, I mean you're dealing with Mick Foley and and Terry Funk, who is Chainsaw Charlie, two of like the premier hardcore legends who have put their bodies on the line for this sport. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Um, 
this is a lot this is this is the one because i uh, because again i i was fully fully uh turned the brain off enjoyment of the last match this is the th- like this match was just like a, a follow-up for that whereas it's like a lot of dumb bits came out in this group you know we were ta- we were talking about um them falling to the dumpster and like oh god Mick Foley found a gun in the bottom of the dumpster yeah. and started shooting <laughs> just, just dumb jokes that we just started making throughout this because we were just enjoying the product um right. but yeah oh <laughs> i had a f- uh, funny comment uh here for myself i saw the surge dispenser the surge cooler in the end when they went backstage and i just Hell had, yeah <laughs> and i was like let's yes, go yes, yes. surge oh god i love surge oh, i miss that like late 90s early 2000s just like energy soda era because they need ever needed a comp, comp a competitor to uh mountain dew <laughs> god surge man oh uh random random tidbit uh, i found a I, I was able to drink surge uh recently in 2018 we were going cross country for a for a trip right we stopped off at this like gas station in the middle of you know bumblefuck nowhere and they were just selling surge in a can and i was like yo i have to buy this like i have to drink this even though we're gonna be stuck in a car for the next you know eight hours or whatever <laughs> i don't care how much my stomach hurts i have to drink this oh man oh it's so good it just tastes like battery acid just how just like how i remembered it yeah i know <laughs> i'm looking it up right now sorry it's so good uh, like it, uh, this uh, i thought it was like discontinued but no they, apparently it does sell just in much much they brought it back yeah yeah it, it's a limited release but they, it, it's back yeah it's um it is just battery acid and sugar it's so good i love it i know it's terrible for me um but if i ever see it i have to buy it uh you don't we don't get it we don't get it very often obviously <laughs> yeah no i mean you drink it once every couple of years it's probably fine and if you still, drink it every other day you're probably knocking not. a couple of years off your life yeah probably <laughs> uh-huh. uh let's see here uh next match the kane versus the undertaker yo this was great i i, I so for me a little bit a little, little bit of background here huge undertaker fan like I, like even if I if I don't watch wrestling, I remember there was a WrestleMania a couple years ago. It was like uh, supposedly the Undertaker's last WrestleMania. I I I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm absolutely coming to this because I remember you guys were joking like, oh Lacan's not Lacan's not gonna show up to this one. We watched it at Buffett's house, I think it was, and like I heard Undertaker was on the card. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I have to come. If this is supposedly his last one, I gotta I gotta show up to this one. Um, but yeah, man. Um, big boys just doing big boy things basically. Just oh very, yeah, no, very physical. And that... They make that ring look absolutely tiny you know they go full vertical on suplexes and throws and jumps like like man these guys moved so much it's wild i love this one this was this is again another match i was fully just like i'm in this is like my young nostalgia fanboyism coming in and just really just like yeah let's go let's go undertaker let's go okay yeah just- I, I think people look at the last few years of the undertaker and forget how incredible he was during his his peak and the crazy thing is his peak was like 15 years he, he which doesn't happen in, in sport for so long too yeah um, so i mean this this was a great match and and they had so much chemistry in the ring together that i mean yeah you could watch them fight all day honestly there, there so. was there was a two th- two big things i noticed here in this match aside from like obviously the big boys doing big boy things Undertaker going over the ropes into the table. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Told you. Hey, he's, he's, he is, he is great for a reason. Like, just watching him launch himself. He is considered great for a reason. Oh my God. That was, but yeah, no, he, he is, he is ridiculous. I, that was like my first legitimate pop off of the night. Like, I, that was me just like, oh shit. <laughs> when we were watching it, like, 
me, Zach, and Tim just like losing our minds just on that bit. Oh my god, it was so good. And then <laughs> we had a funny comment uh, from you and Zach who pointed it out where there was like a chokehold, like a rear naked choke moment. It was clearly oh, just yeah. them to catch their breath. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, just, rest just... holds rest holds happen all the time, and anytime you have this bonkers blitzkrieg of offense, and then immediately followed by a slowdown chokehold that's them catching their breath yeah yeah which is fair they're doing they're doing some nuts shit it's fair yeah. it's just like we clearly just like again we're like we're overdubbing at this point it's like oh let's take a minute just need to lie down for a minute just just hold yeah. hold, hold yeah. me <laughs> like, <laughs> just just us doing you know dumb bits over over what's actually happening on screen which i i always find funny and yeah and like again that's all the notes i had like literally from that point on i just stopped thinking and just watched and i was like yeah this is great i love this well because you watch the main event and the yeah. main event to me is is the best match of the night it's one of the best matches just in with context right yeah. so i think if you watch the match in a vacuum it's fine it's mm-hmm. a fine match you're you have a red hot stone cold versus Shawn michaels who's basically held together with duct tape and uh Frankenstein screws, right? Mm-hmm. But I think when you have the context and you 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 think about everything going on prior to that and then everything that follows, I think it is really one of the best matches and most important matches. Really. I don't know if it's the best, but it's one of the most important matches and it's it's one of my favorite matches of yeah. all time. And then yeah, and then of course after of course after Kane and Undertaker, yeah, Shawn Michaels Steve Austin. Yeah, Shawn Michaels like that name has been around with our uh with like my experience with wrestling for so long because my brother he was a big fan of Shawn michaels just the fact that a sweet chin music is just a kick to the face love it just funny to me he he moves man like again like i i don't know exactly what this how big he was or what whatever what he weighed at, at the time but he like he sells big he sells big impacts really well he's like moving all around the ring and you know all this crazy stuff and yeah, like again, like I, I think I, I don't know why, but I, for some reason in my mind, Steve Austin always felt like not this lumbering kind of figure, not like like the Undertaker, but it, like I felt like he always always had this big like Michael Myers type of deal, where it's like I'm gonna get you no matter what, you know what I mean? That's I think that, yeah, that's no, what no, it was, was that's what it was in my mind for a long time. But Austin moves a lot too. I completely forgot about like the, like Steve Austin, especially mm-hmm. in his heyday. Again, you you kind of forget when you watch sort of the the last days of this person, like your last the your last sights of these guys aren't who they really were. And Stone Cold, I mean, is one of the best, if if not. I mean, like you know, we've talked about him being on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, he is he is a complete package. He is very methodical when he wrestles, and his finesse is turned down to zero. He has no finesse. But, you know, he can still move, but none of none of his movements have finesse behind them. They are all rigid. They are all powerful. They are all like he he is here to hurt. Yeah. Like, it's, um, it's like it's like an, and I love it's, him. It's like in a high it's like a high efficiency performance type of deal. You know what I mean? Like everything he does has a reason. And and it's, it's the it, and it's to kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. You stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's like that's the whole point of him. And it's it's great. And I, I love watching him wrestle. Is he your is he your favorite? He's one of them, man. He's one of them. I, I love Stone Cold. I love doing I love doing the impression. I love him on the microphone. I think he's I think he's top two on like the microphone with the rock. Um I, I just I love his style. I love how he just 
I love how he just like like he just methodically beats the shit out of you. Yeah. And like he he has no finesse. He he doesn't do any of the crazy stuff. He doesn't jump off the top rope quite often. It, it's all just a, a strike based offense with one goal in mind. I, th- I think I, again, I think for me there was there was a personal bias. Again, I'm a big under I'm a big Undertaker guy, so that's why like that for me I popped off during that one. This one was still very fun. This one was still absolutely fun for me. Uh, the fact that Tyson Tyson is the guest enforcer here is like, because this was right after he bit Holyfield's ear, right? I want to say I have to look. Hang on one second. Yeah, let's do let's do a little quick uh, Google search here, real quick. Because that, that must have been that. Yeah, that was Ho- Tyson Holyfield two, the rematch, and then I think when was yeah I don't, I don't remember the years exactly off the top of my head. This is this is great great for uh, audio podcast. <laughs> just de- just dead silent. Leave it all in. Yes. So this is right after he bit Holyfield's ear. Like how? What's what's the what's the time frame? Like a, like six months, eight a year. So the bite happens in ninety seven. Okay. In June ninety seven, in uh March ninety eight is WrestleMania fourteen. So not even a year. Not even a year later. <laughs> Nope. He, he's in he's in as the uh the guest enforcer of the wwe uh-huh oh man this must have been absolutely insane like in terms of especially during the you know the show like the highlight reel of like the promo of him you know with uh uh what what is it what's the group generation x the generation x yeah. yeah 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 during that whole thing like you know him wearing the shirt doing the cross chop at everybody this must have been insane. This must have been absolutely. Oh yeah. But it, it must be basically like how it feels nowadays to like Bad Bunny being in the production. You know what I mean? Like in you know, or like, like even like Logan Paul. You know what I mean? It must it must be like that kind of deal. Where it's, but the thing is, it, from my understanding, Logan Paul and uh, Bad Bunny are much more involved in regards. Yeah, to no, they're the actual wrestler. Like they they actually wrestle in the matches. The other thing too, the the fan bases aren't fan base isn't as rabid, mm-hmm. and I would argue that Mike is a bigger star oh, than yeah, absolutely, absolutely, maybe a bigger sports star. I'll say so, like the sport aspect of it. But Bad Bunny's really good, and Logan Paul's really good. Like they're both really good athletes in the ring. Like yeah, they, like they, I remember the first time hearing about Logan Paul in the uh, in the ring. And there was a lot of people giving him shit for it, right? Because they're like, "Oh, he's just a he's you know he's a some snotty no, brat." No, I, I think that before it, he got in the ring, there were a lot of people giving him shit. Yeah, and yeah, then initially. he started wrestling, and everybody shut up. Yeah, and that's the thing too, right? Because I think there is a little bit of that when you really look into these personalities, right? Like Bad Bunny has been. Uh, I think he's been into. Uh, I think I've read something somewhere where. He like admitted he's like a longtime fan of wrestling. He lo- he like oh, yeah. he loves it and like he always talks about it. And that's why he got into it in the first place. Um, or like once he got the chance to be in the production, he was like, Yeah, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, please, please let me in. And uh same with Logan Paul. And like uh Logan Paul was like, you know, a wrestler. Like not like a, a pro wrestler, but like, you know, like a like a collegiate wrestler. You know what I mean? Like he he is yeah. like and he is like a big dude who can like who you know, who like very, very athletic person, right? He boxes He's always keeps in shape. Even I, I don't, I don't personally watch his YouTube stuff at all, but like I know a little bit about him, his background, where he was a, actually like you know like a college wrestler. You know he trained seriously for boxing, and every you know everyone always give him shit for that, right? They're like, oh, you know he's a joke, he's a joke of a guy. But then like you know you watch him actually doing stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, no, he's in. He's he's absolutely committed to this whole thing. He loves this stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's the same. Uh, and- so it was just funny because again, comparing it to like Tyson, in like you know here it's like. 
Oh no, Tyson's massive because he's a big sports personality, right? And you know he was a champ for for he he was he was the you know this heavyweight monster of a man, right? Like you just were terrified of him, but like there is this sports crossover, you know what I mean? Of like of the traditional combat sport versus like the sport production, and this must have been like the big like. I mean, not not the big one, but I, I could think of as like this is a big moment in terms of having like a boxer in the ring with like, you know, uh, with a bunch of pro wrestlers. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I honestly I love watching Logan Paul because things like his moves and his movements weren't perfect, mm-hmm. but they still executed correctly. They just didn't look as smooth. There was a little bit of like a, a rigidness to it. Yeah, and I it could appreciated be, that. Could be well, no, I he's still a little bit newer in doing so in the first place, too. Exactly. And I, I appreciated that, right? I appreciated seeing someone in there who wasn't this, you know, super clean, really refined, professional. Right. It was nice to see somebody be gritty again. And I think it's, that's, again, kind of like why I like Stone Cold so much because everything was just kind of gritty and real. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he looked like a real guy doing a suplex. He didn't look like a super polished professional he looked like just a regular schmo doing it yeah man like yeah. the Shawn michaels steve austin match again like i know that's your that was like one of your favorite matches of all time the venue like just watching the crowd just lose their shit about what's happening in the ring mm-hmm. like yeah like that's like the, the, that's like the, the wwf wwe that i remembered you know especially growing up like just how massive this whole thing was in the first place that's why it's obviously still survived to this day and yeah, like I understand, like especially now understanding the context, it's like yeah, okay, I see how this is like actually like you know the adrenaline shot to the heart that the WWF needed at the time to like really like cement itself back in being like um being like a major production and having the fan base, the rabid fan base that you know oh yeah that still exists to this day. But, one yeah. last note on WrestleMania 14: It does have one of my favorite Carney shit wrestling moments. Yeah. When the DX band, the Pretend Rage Against the Machine, oh my god, does the uh, the Star Spangled Banner in America the Beautiful. I'm very happy uh, I got to show you guys that. I was actually, because I was genuinely upset when I watched that because mm-hmm. they, they so so when we watched it we watched it on um uh, we watched it on Peacock and on Peacock, Peacock yeah takes that off. WWE Network used to have it on there. The WWE Network, when it was its own standalone entity, included the Star Spangled Banner and the uh, America the Beautiful. Peacock removed it, which is bullshit because it's hilarious and it's so awful and cringeworthy. So I found it on like what was it like Vimeo or something, something like that? Yeah, or like one, of the, one of the Daily main, Motion yeah, or something. Not one of the main. Uh, that's not YouTube, basically. Right, right, right. One of these other third party, uh, these other websites, smaller video that have videos services. on them. Yeah and yeah no so i showed it to these guys and they were all miserable and it was great and i oh, loved it God, i downloaded I, I it immediately so angry like watching it just to make sure we had it just to make it. sure it doesn't go missing and it, it becomes so lost media i hate it so much it made oh, me like great uh i'm a musician bro and this like it hurt it hurt to watch and it, it. Sucks. i know it's uh, so bad i love it <laughs> so bad <laughs> all right what, what what else do we have here because I'm, I'm dying a heat stroke here i guess yeah i get sorry um so we had two other things on the docket for me to watch unfortunately uh due to time constraints and my schedule as of the last two weeks has been insane uh, likewise did, yeah i forgot to give you another um non-wwe event to watch yeah just to sort of give you a, a dynamic here but um so i was supposed to watch aew uh the same yeah. week i watched raw uh, unfortunately, I forgot to DVR it because I'm stupid. And then I realized, oh, I can watch it at any time on my end. 
uh, if I just log in through my um, network provider login credentials. Right. Um, and I was going to start watching it. I was going to watch it today before we got into this recording. Unfortunately, I had uh, le- uh, some music lessons to do, some prep to do. And I was like, okay, maybe when I get home, I can try to squeeze in, you know, a two-hour watch session or whatever. And I got home and I, I just crashed. I worked I worked last night and I was just done. And I, unfortunately, I could not get through it. Um, I will watch it just because you did recommend it to me. Um, because I know you were a big pro- uh, proponent of AEW. Like you were very much yeah, sort of a and, and I, I mm-hmm. and I think it's because it does it it offers an alternative to WWE. Um, it also really kind of reminds me of all the you know the carny shit from back in the day, and I know a lot of people out there don't like it, and they prefer sort of the sports entertainment WWE style. But some people do appreciate the 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 callback to pro wrestling, and and look, I'm not one of these guys that have drank the AEW Kool-Aid. There's a lot going on that's probably not great. But, you know, look, man, it gets me... I I watch it once a week. I sit down for two hours. I don't have to really invest that much time into it. And honestly, I pay attention to 50 to 60% of the show anyway. So, you know, it's it's fine. I I enjoy it. Um, I think you might enjoy it too, especially if you like the athleticism and you like the the characters. I think WWE does a better job of making these people seem like superheroes. But AEW and and other wrestling companies do a nicer job, I think, of the in-ring action as well as the, you know, telling the story a little mm, bit better. Mm. Well, well, and and making it a bit realer. I'm sorry. Yeah, cuz that's the thing for me is like again, like anytime story happens in this stuff, my eyes glaze over. So like if I get, you know, even if I don't become fully, you know, fully realized again as a fan of pro wrestling, it's just like, I just want to see what it is and maybe possibly get like, at least understand the level of investment you guys get on, you know, personally. Right. Cause you guys, you guys are obviously invested. Like you, you and our, you and our friend group are always talking about wrestling stuff. And again, my eyes glaze over when I see you, you guys talking about it. My eyes glaze over when I hear them in the ring, just talking. So, you know, like for me, it's like I, I can't I can't get there. So I want to at least try my best to at least give this a chance. Um, But like, yeah, like for me, it's like the ring stuff. The ring stuff is what I care. Like the, the part that I can care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like the promotional stuff, the storyline stuff. I'm just like, yeah, just get to, just get to punch each other. You know what I mean? That's, that's, right, that's yeah, kind of where I am. We definitely got to get you on New Japan and on. Uh, you could try AEW. I mean, there, there, there are more story elements. I think New Japan does a really nice job of um I I think New Japan does a really nice job of trimming the fat so to speak mm-hmm. and just getting to the action. Word. Okay. So maybe 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 we'll watch one of those together or something. Um yeah, you know just, what? Let's cuz I, I would like again I like I think the WrestleMania watching it with the group and having you know, again having you sharp us, us through it I think gave me a better understanding of what's actually happening. Right. And like yeah, it helps me like turn off my brain a little bit, so I'm not watching it so analytically. Just so I can actually enjoy the product and like not be hypercritical of everything that I see on stage. For sure, that's I guess that's really my opinions. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a full blown fan. And I have not rekindled my that that fire as a, a fully yet. I guess, but I get it. I I get what you guys are are all about it. Um, so we basically had the same opinion on the thing that we shared with each other. Yeah, basically. I get it. It's important. I'm happy that people like it, but it's just not for me. Yeah, well, I, I, or, think, I think I might have enjoyed mine. What you gave me a little bit more, because it's 
Can right. I, no, no. The other thing too is maybe we just haven't found the right version of this thing that we've both been recommended. Yeah. To really fall for it, right? Yeah. So maybe it is watching uh, an AEW. Maybe it is a, a New Japan. Maybe it's like Game Changer and all these other indies mm-hmm. that are are more hardcore or more violence focused. That'll get you, you know, there. And, you know, maybe I just haven't found the right VTuber yet. You know, <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of Mace, Brennan Williams, the VTuber that is also a professional wrestler that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my guy. Maybe that's my VTuber, right? And yeah. maybe maybe Game Changer is your wrestling company or maybe New Japan is your wrestling company. We're just going to have to find out. <laughs> For now, I'm going to stick to my cute anime girls. Again, there's not enough cute anime girls in, in pro wrestling. That's I think that might be yeah. the issue. All right, uh, so you'll definitely love Japanese wrestling. All right, we got to find you something here. I, I, I've, again, from the clips that I've seen of Japanese wrestling stuff, I, I like that's carny shit, bro. That's my shit. I, I like it. Uh-huh. I, like, I like a lot more. It's more outlandish. I like the and weird I love shit it they too. do. I didn't think I was going to come into here hating it. Or, like, you know, especially, especially like, like having to sit down and watch three hours of a, rest, of a Raw and then right. watching two hours of an AEW and then watching two, two and a half hours of uh, WrestleMania. I definitely thought I was going to be like one of those, like, oh, God, I'm going to. I'm going to find nothing that I enjoy out of this. I'm, everything's going to be super critical. I'm going to hate everything. But no, it was, it was, it was, like, it was fine. It was fine for me. I, 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 there were absolutely moments where I enjoyed. I think that's it for, for sure. me. Do you have anything else you want to cover up before we finish up here? No, I just want to make sure everybody knows. Please like, comment, subscribe. The more you do that, the more we realize that people enjoy what we're putting out, the more we can do more things and make this... I'll make one of these creative endeavors finally take off. Yeah, right. If Hopefully. you enjoy the show, you know, please feel free to tweet at me at Jeff K-O-T-U-B-Y on Twitter. And we'll see you next week, I guess. Yep. Take care, guys. But the, the thought in my mind when I go to an escape room is... uh. He puts you in and like, okay, go ahead and escape. And I just start kicking the door down. <laughs> just yeah, like, right. what, what are you doing? Escaping. Yeah. I'm doing a pretty yeah, good job at it. <laughs>